Ho, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 134. I don't know why I said ho, ho, ho. I'm in a festive mood. I am joined by Miles Thompson. Hello, that's, uh, I can see you're getting into the Christmas spirit early. Hey, Captain, I really am. You know what? It's weird. I'm sitting here tonight. I've got, my main light is off. I've got a roaring fire on my TV and I've got my mood lighting on and I'm just feeling it, you know? That's some serious vibes you got going on. Yeah, I feel like right. it's kind of like one of those things where you like have the right ambience. Ambience. Yeah, there's a real ambience in my place right now. I've, um, I was listening to Prince before the podcast. I was just in a just in a Zen mode. I kind of liked it. Oh, nice! Sounds like a good time, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, it's not about me. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. Yeah, it's uh, again just kind of nice to have had some free time. Uh, went down to London this weekend for my brother's birthday, which was cool. We went on like a uh, like a like a restaurant on a bus, but like a fine dining fancy thing, um, oh. and it goes on like a like a tour around all the landmarks of London, and um, you have like a six course like meal, which I was still starving by the end of because obviously it's fine dining, so it's like one scallop for the portion. Yeah. Um, so you know you come out of it just as hungry as you were going in, but it was good. Um, and then we had a night out, so it was all good, all good fun. Really enjoyed. Man, it. if you're not if you're not going to weddings or parties, Honestly, you're going to birthdays. Honestly, stag do's, like yeah. birthdays, just trips to see friends. It's nuts. Like, it's just constant. And I like to have weekends where I just get to play games, but I don't get to have them very often anymore. <laughs> oh, man, you got to get out. So when someone says, do you want to do a thing, just say no. I know, I know. I'm, I'm normally quite good at it, but like, I had like a run of, I think it was like three or four weekends now, where it was just like people that I otherwise wouldn't see for like a year or two. Um, and I was like, no, I've got to make the effort to at least see them now while I can. So yeah, it was nice to, to catch up with a lot of people at least. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, K to the A to the TKB. Well, hello. R to the O to the F to the F to the K to the O. Yeah, I can't sing or rap. Wow, that actually, that actually, yeah, you did it. That was awesome. Yeah, I did it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay, hello. <laughs> hello. How, how, how be? I'll be good. How be you? <laughs> I be good. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Yeah, uh, not much to report. I went on, um, so I know Miles' brother, obviously. So I also went on this fine dining bus thing. And I had a really, really good time. I am a really big fan of Drag Race. And this is the, it's coming. People are like, why are you talking about fine dining on a bus to Drag Race? And um, obviously <laughs> we went to this club after and somebody said to me, well, have you seen Drag Race before? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, did you know that Blue Hydrangea's here tonight? Now, anybody who has watched Drag Race will know that she won... Miss Congeniality in season one. Season one is the only UK season that I've watched just because I've needed to catch up. I don't really have, don't really watch a lot of TV. So I just want to watch them all in one. I lost my shit. Absolutely lost my shit. I was like, what? <laughs> it was four pounds to get in. I was like, what? I was so, so excited. And then she called out Rylan, you know, just Rylan, Rylan, this morning's Rylan. What, the Rylan? Yeah, the Rylan. She was like, oh, we're amongst celebrity tonight. And he was wasted. And they give, they gave him a microphone and he just went on stage and he just looked like a, he was just very drunk. And I don't think he knew what to do with himself. And no. um, he's just obviously come out of a relationship and that is obviously very sore for him. And so, you know, when drunk people do the like, <laughs> well, I'm single now. <laughs> and you're like, that's that's supposed to be funny, but it's not funny because you can tell you're really hurting from that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then she did her number, the number that is quite big, it got on the radio from Drag Race 1. I just smashed my microphone, sorry about that. Um, I got really excited talking about Drag Race. Um, and Rylan just stood there because he was so drunk. It was, <laughs> it was a good night out. And then Balloons found Confetti Fair, had a great time. But I was wow. absolutely starving from this bus. Fine dining is not for me. 
No, like, no. We really nearly considered going to McDonald's after. That's a really good idea, I think. Yeah, I honestly, we really did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we we passed a bit through. We passed. I think that's through. the first time RuPaul's Drag Race has been mentioned on the podcast. Well, it should be a recommendation every week. To be honest with you, it's a great show. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen yeah. it? I have in my uh, my last six months when I was seeing someone, uh, mm-hmm. she was she was really into RuPaul, and so obviously, Did you like it though? obviously Netflix has like fucking all yes, yes, yes. So yeah, yeah, she went right. We're going from season one. I was like, what? <gasps> really? Oh damn! Yeah, like, that's we hardcore. we went from the beginning all the way <laughs> but, up to about season six before we broke up, and I was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> but every but every guy that I've ever known who like really would probably appear that they hate it does kind of love it like i didn't i didn't i didn't dislike it at all i thought it was a um more than anything it was just a great place it was very inclusive and it was a very it was a great place for these people to express themselves i think that's a wonderful thing and while trying to scratch each other's throat out in a competition yeah you know it's just it's just uh it's just a nice balance of uh, (laughs) of catty drama and inclusivity (laughs) and 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 a bit camp i mean who knew yeah, who knew? Who knew? Who, who knew? knew? That Graham no. Norton as a special guest star. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't dislike it at all. But I haven't kept up with it since. Uh, 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 yeah, that's me. How are you? How's your weekend been? Or your week? Wow, what a week! Wow, wow what a week! Uh, let's see. Uh, I got tickets this morning for Spider Man No Way Home. Um, oh very, my god! Very excited. I've got the first showing on the first day, in at the uh, Sydney World of Western Superman. Because um, um, it's a it's a badass cinema, so um, it's gonna be hardcore. so good. That's hardcore. Yeah. No spoilers. My my yeah. Well, this is the thing. My fear was spoilers, so I was like, right, I'm going <laughs> first showing, first day. I don't care. That's the thing, though. If Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in it, that's yeah. not going to be kept under wraps very very tightly. I don't no. think. I mean, the Endgame thing was very tight. I remember not going to see it until a couple of days after it came out and I still didn't know what had happened mm. um, and who would like, you know, survive the snap and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, that's not going to be kept under wraps at all. It's going to be like yeah. a blackout day for media for yeah, a couple for of sure. days, I think. Yeah, I mean, we get it. We get it first. The US get it two days later. So we have, <laughs> so it's, a, it, it's up that's to us. That's a real rarity, isn't it? That never happens. It does with Marvel stuff for some reason. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going on a Wednesday morning, which is really weird. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, enjoy it, mate. I've had to book the day off now. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Toby and Andrew are in it, but you just they, we know we know they are. They oh, just of course they they're are. being very, they're being very. All the trailers have nothing about them in it, which is very clever. Well, they've done the Last of Us thing, haven't they? Where they've mm. definitely changed some trailer to make it not look like because and there oh, is also sure. an interview where tom holland watches the trailer and goes where's the bit and he stops himself because yeah. he realizes what he's just about to say so they're definitely in there even if they're not in it for very long yeah. they're fucking and jamie fox is in it everybody who's in those films is in it so it yeah. doesn't make sense for those and not to be in it roles character yeah exactly so it, may, it doesn't make sense for toby and andrew not to be in it if all the villains are back exactly so do you I'm not feel a little bit bad? Yeah. And do you not feel a little bit, I know this is turning into a Spider-Man podcast, but do you not feel a little bit bad for Andrew Garfield right now? Because he is on a press tour for Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I poor Andrew Garfield is the one that has to go, so you're definitely in Spider-Man, right? I was like, no, 
Yeah, but you are though. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah but you are like, though. Yeah, but I'm not. Literally on a press tour. Toby <laughs> Maguire's not doing any press right now. And if he is, it'll be sidelined with, you know, it's just because he's probably being bombarded. But, yeah. you know, poor guy's actually on a press tour for his own movie where he's done fabulous things and embodied somebody of real life. And poor guy, it's like, he was Spider-Man though, or what? Yeah, so we're talking about <laughs> Tick, Tick, no Boom, but, but fuck that. Let's <laughs> no talk about cares. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I um actually um spoiler alert tick tick boom was my recommendation so we'll talk about that later. Nice. Um. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, I got tickets to Spider Man. That's about my week. So, game of the week, Cat. What's your game of the week? My game of the week is called Grow Song of the Ever Tree. So these wow. are the same people who made Yonder, The Cloud Chronicles, and if you cast your mind back because obviously all these listeners are avid fans who would know at what episode number that I spoke about <laughs> Cloud Chronicles um, it's basically everything that you ever want in a really relaxing sim game um, so it's from the makers of them and they've just expanded what they've learned about Cloud Chronicles that you know everything that probably didn't go so right in Cloud Chronicles they've gotten rid of and they're like yeah let's just do a whole different story, a whole different world, um, in a whole new game. And it's incredible. So if you think about it in like two parts, there's like the world itself. And then there's like this wonderful tree that encapsulates other worlds on the tree. Um, And the tree has died. um, And the world has been, I guess, infected with like poisonous branch called the withering and all of the townsfolk have left because the tree no longer exudes this lovely song which is the heart of the community and it kind of makes flowers grow and it makes trees grow and it's all lovely um but everybody's left and it's kind of your job to try and build not only the town back but try to get the tree back to life because you have a little bit of the song in you um and yeah so it's kind of like two farming games in one because you build back the community and try and get residents to come back and live there so you have to build like libraries and um like towns and little houses for them to live in and you can fulfill their dream jobs and you can fulfill their relationships by like getting them to move in with other people and stuff like that and then there's also um not only is the exploration of this open world kind of villagey place this world of different areas there's then the tree that you have to kind of bring back to life and also you can make um worlds on the tree and um the worlds on the tree are very little to begin with so you can enter this world um, on the tree so like on a branch kind of if you imagine it like that um and you've got loads to do on there so you might need to water the plants you might need to pluck the weeds you might need to like um smash the stone oh my god it's so relaxing it's just so relaxing to be like what do I want to do today do I want to like help my, my my village or do I want to grow the tree and so you can grow the tree and then as you grow the tree and as you kind of clean up everything it gets more beautiful and you can sing to the tree and then it kind of grows in size and then you collect all these essences of the world so you can kind of build your own seeds and then you build the worlds on the tree based on your seeds so depending on what essences you like alchemy together depends on what your world will look like on the tree oh it's incredible I love it I gave it a nine out of ten chef's kiss um I just really like what they've done with it and it's so relaxing and it's just everything other than incorporating food into it Mm. they've done everything that you can think of you just just to have like two little sim games in one there's no danger it is just open world it's relaxing you've got kind of lots of different objectives you've got a whole book that that keeps your progress and every single night that you go to sleep it will kind of update you on your progress and what's happened overnight yeah love it couldn't recommend it more i think it's a great game that's um, awesome. So, isn't it great when a game comes along that you know nothing about and ends up being awesome? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I was, you know, when I heard that it was from the same people of Cloud, I was like, yes, that's mine. I want it. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Um, because I love Cloud so much. I think because they've got great, and they've got great design. It's so pretty as well. If you imagine, like, I don't know, like fairies and like the color palette of like fairies and mystic mystical lands and unicorns and all that jazz mm. that's the kind of color palette for the for the game it's kind of very pastel-y it's very like bright as well and you get this like little pokemon-y thing that you fly around on you know there's no annoying fast travel elements where you've got to run all the way over there you know it is like they've put in so many fast travel elements they put in doors you can fly around and best one yet you don't run you frolic you frolic yeah, game of the year. Oh my. <laughs> you frolic. So instead of walking, they're like, you can frolic instead if you prefer to get there faster. <laughs> yeah, frolic everywhere. Fuck that's it. a real that's that, that's a real drag racing, isn't it? This yeah, frolic. Frolic. Just frolicking everywhere, you know, picking up my fruit, picking up my seeding plants, wow. my flowers, you know, getting clothes and cosmetics. Oh yeah, you've got cosmetics. And it even offers you a non-binary character at the beginning. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so you can completely customise everything and then you get, like, customisable items along the way. And you have to do tasks for the townsfolk as well. So townsfolk might say, oh, can you bring me this certain bug? And you can fish and you can catch bugs and you can... It's great. And you can catch nuts. Great. Pick up nuts. <laughs> great. Nuts. Don't be dirty. Don't ruin my beautiful, magical, mystical game. Hey, yo, you want to catch <laughs> these nuts? <laughs> Pick up these nuts. <laughs> Right, well, now I've st- I'm gonna stop now. But that was my that's my game of the week. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You just you just said catch nuts, and it reminded me of reminded me of Ice Cube. I apologize. Um, no, that, that sounds lovely. It sounds like a perfect game to play this time of year. Yeah, it's lovely. Super Fall relaxing. Into. No, nice. like super low stress. Very stressed to play it. Very very cool. Uh, Miles, what's your game of the week? Oh, I'm so glad that you couldn't hear me absolutely creasing while you were talking about catching these nuts there. Like, <laughs> honestly, I was almost choking a little bit, like trying to not laugh, like through the wall. Why am I on a podcast with guys? Why, why, why? <laughs> it's just, just oh God. I just thought everyone said it as well. <laughs> yeah, if you know any, if you know any, any people of the female variety that want to join, just let us know and we'll, we, we will spread the love. They can they can they can come here and catch these nuts anytime. I was just about to say, do you just want to catch the nuts? Is that what you want? I'm gonna hold the flame for all females to protect them from you guys. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh uh, god. god, I don't even know how to follow that. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question again? Uh your favorite game of the week. Oh, yes. Well, the two games that I've been playing in the last two weeks, I'm not allowed to talk about yet. So I'm kind of of in a bit of a pickle in that I can't talk about them. But I have been playing more of, I mentioned it, was it last week or the week before? Um, uh, The Last Stand Aftermath, uh, the kind of twin stick zombie survival uh, roguelike twin stick shooter thing. Um, And the more I've played it, the more I've actually grown to like it even more. I was relatively praiseful of it last time, but I think... I've kind of gotten out of the first area and a decent chunk of the way into the second area. Now I'm on about my fourth or fifth run, maybe. And there's such a massive upgrade tree in terms of there's like four or five different categories for upgrades. Each of them can be upgraded multiple times. Um, As you kind of progress further, new kind of infected start to become available to try and kill you. So the first time I got into the second area, I kid you not, I got into the second area 
got out of the car, walked about five steps forward, and a leaping zombie literally jumped straight on me and killed me immediately. And I was like, brilliant. Well, at least I made it here, technically. Um, and so the more you keep playing it, the more it keeps opening up. And it's, like I said, I played so much of Hades this year, and I really didn't expect to find another roguelike game that really kind of captured that kind of addictive, oh, I just want to give it another go, I want to play a bit more of it. But this one's starting to do that for me. It's got that same idea of, instead of it being story that keeps developing, it's different locations that you can go to or new zombie types that come into the fray or new weapons that you can find or, you know, the more that you search around and look for things, you know, the more upgrades you can unlock, which makes your life so much easier the next time around. There are so many games where upgrades feel just very superficial. They're just there and actually you don't need them. You can get through the game pretty much fine without them. But in this one, the upgrade tree makes such a massive difference to your ability to survive and to be able to enjoy and kind of explore more. So I'd say if you do end up buying it, just be prepared that your first couple of runs, it, it's tough going. It feels rough and it's kind of meant to on purpose. Um, but it gets really, really good. The story's a bit pointless. I don't really know what it's doing, but it's doing something, I guess. Um, but the more I've played it, the more I'm really getting to grips with its systems and really liking it. So I think it's got like four or five areas to do. And I'm only on like the second one and I'm on about my fifth run already. So there's clearly a lot to uncover and a lot to unpick in it. So, yeah, I thought I'd give it another shout out because I've really enjoyed playing it this week in between the other games that I've been playing. And it's a nice one that you can just kind of pick up, do a run, put it down and then kind of carry on with something else. So that's been cool. Um, so, yeah, don't have much more to add. Just wanted to give it another shout out because I think it's fully deserving of it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a um it's for me it's one of those I'm gonna wait and see if it turns up on Game Pass or PS Plus. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's only it's 20 quid, and I think if it if it turns up in a sale for like 15, 10 quid, or if it is on Game Pass, then Mm. you can do a lot worse with your time, that's for sure. For sure. Nice one. Yeah. What about you, mate? More Halo? Yeah. (laughs) Just all Halo and I was about to go like, oh yeah, my game of the week. Yeah, I haven't been playing anything else. Um Uh, my review I don't, I've got two reviews and they are nearly done but every time I play those games I'm like oh man I need to be leveling up I need to but it's not Halo <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to level up because the the festival is going to end in two days and I need the armor but that's uh, that's that's everything yeah I mean I did have a question for you about it though I've heard a bit of like a controversy or furore around its microtransactions and I wanted to see what you thought of it given that you're obviously a big fan I wondered how you'd kind of taken to it because apparently it's quite a big thing at the moment yeah, the transactions aren't too bad. I mean, they're all cosmetic, so it's not a massive deal. If you don't want them, then don't buy them, you know. Um, but the the biggest issue I have with it is is the progression. It takes a long fucking time. Um, it. Yeah, it's like you get 50 XP per game, and that's fine, but there are challenges you can do within the game um, which kind of level you up a little bit quicker. But I've been playing the game solid for about three weeks now, and I'm still on level five. What? Out of 100. <laughs> That is ludicrous. And, uh, and I'm beyond, like, I'm never, ever... If I I haven't bought the Battle Pass, thank God. If I did, I'd be fucking furious. But, you know, it just takes so long. And 343 are aware of this. People have been, like, fuming. People who have bought the Battle Pass have rightly gone to them and gone, hang on, man, I'm never going to complete this in time. This is ridiculous. And uh, they're going to go back and they're going to hopefully sort out the progression because, um, you know... To to kind of balance that out, I I leveled up four levels this afternoon on Fortnite. Damn. And it's like, I can do that. I can get to level 300 on Fortnite, which I'll probably will do but in the next couple of days. And I can't even get level six on Halo. It's like, what? 
This doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. So, so yeah. they like done it on purpose, like encourage you to then like purchase. Can you like purchase your way through the tiers, or can you just outright buy the items instead? Yeah. Is it like a purposeful choice that they've made? You can buy your way through the battle pass if you want to. Ah, okay. Um, I'm not going to do that. I would. I, I'd love to give them money, but at the present moment in time, it's just taking the piss, really, <laughs> in terms of the progression. So yeah. once they sort it out, um, that's my only complaint right now. Is just progression. It, it takes a long, long time to really unlock anything, and. Uh, I see people on like level 65, level 67. It's like the only mathematical way you could do that is if you've paid your way through. Ah, uh, okay. There's no, like time would not give you enough time to do that. It's just insane. <laughs> and so, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that is a an issue which 343 are sorting. So. Fair play. Yeah. I just Hopefully. wanted to see your, your take on it, given that you're a big fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fussed about microtransactions. I never have been ready in free games. Um, it, the game's free. So, you know, they've got to do it somewhere and uh, it's not a big deal, but some of the armor you can buy is pretty amazing, but I'm not that fussed about it yet. <laughs> you haven't been sucking in just yet. No, no. Once they start throwing in like licenses with like transformers, and I can actually go out there looking like Optimus <laughs> Prime, then, then then we might have a different discussion. But <laughs> right Optimus now, Chief? I'm like, Optimus Chief, exactly. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually at, I'm currently playing as Master Chief in Fortnite, so it's uh, it's very weird. That is that is strange, but yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Actually, I currently in Fortnite, I have a Master Chief. My my axe currently is the Leviathan axe from God of War. <laughs> and I have a Ghostbusters back bling, and my glider is a Tron motorcycle. So, game, you know. It's just, I don't. Just I, Fortnite, even, I cannot even comprehend that game. I don't, I just, <laughs> I don't, my head just doesn't compute it. It doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And today I got a, a mission from Lara Croft to, uh, I got a mission today from Lara Croft to do a mission from Ariana Grande. Yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> Fortnite! I am out. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, yeah, exciting times Fortnite. Season is very nearly over. There's a very new chapter starting next week. New map, new island. Oh, very exciting. Anyway, I'm the only one excited about that. So let's go on to the quiz. From Kat, who's written us a quiz today, which I asked her to do like a week ago. Totally. That's absolutely true. Uh, do you want to re kind of rejig your maths there, Ross? I asked her to do it this afternoon. That's what I did. <laughs> and that's okay, bud. That's okay. I'm happy to step in whenever. Mm. Um, I, I love the chaos, you know. And today's no different. Today's going to be no different. I love the chaos, and I bring the chaos every single week, every time I do a quiz. Yep. So, fast wow. first. Have I, you ever I, opened? Have you ever opened Instagram and seen someone that you went to school with on Suicide Girls? What is Suicide Girls? It's like an alternative model platform. Oh, I have heard of that, yeah. Uh, no, I've never done that. Well, that just happened. Anyway, carry on. Ah, why are you looking at Instagram while I'm talking about my, my, my why phone? Are you, why are you opening social media while I'm talking about My phone just opened what? on Instagram, all right? Just stop it. Utmost 110% attention should be on my really nice, soothing voice right now. Just saying, just saying. Anyway, it is, it is. Fastest thing at first. I see you in hindsight. Expecting Taylor to try and make up. Down. <laughs> um, yeah, I so, know what you like. 
Oh my god. Anyway, the <laughs> chaos has already started. Um, so if you've never kind of heard the quiz before, or you've never played the quiz before, here it is, fastest finger first. Ross and Miles will both have a button each. Uh, the quiz today is all about GameCube because it is our 20th anniversary. Oh, for fuck's sake. And just to add to the chaos, I fully knew that Miles never had a GameCube and I still did it. <laughs> can I just can I just concede? <laughs> No, because you know what? I haven't played a lot of games and I still know a lot of knowledge about them. So, uh, oh, you know, okay. get wrecked. Hell uh, yeah, cat. Hell yeah, you tell him. You tell him. Yeah, yeah I was on the Xbox One, but started to do the Xbox podcast or managed my way through that, didn't I? So, how about get wrecked? No. Anyway. Well, I, mean, I, am, I am going to get wrecked, so <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> okay, so do you guys have your buzzers? Ross, can I hear your buzzer, please? <gasps> yes, Ross. Bump. GameCube no, startup. What up, Miles? What, what, what have you got, boy? What have you got? Did you even know what that was? Did you even know what that was, Miles? <laughs> I actually didn't, to be fair. Oh my god. Hang. <laughs> okay, well, just to kind of clue you in there, Miles, uh, that was the startup to uh, GameCube. I don't also, even need a buzzer. There's no point in me even having one. <laughs> no, there probably isn't. Um, but the thing is, I mean, like, you know lots of stuff about games. Don't don't put yourself down. I, you know, I don't know lots and lots about games. And I've still won a quiz or two. In fact, I've won two. In two quizzes. There we go. I just cheers to myself. <laughs> Not that anyone can see that. Anyway, are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah! Bump. Stop, stop, stop. There we go. No, that's too <laughs> That, that was, was too control. long. I'm sorry. Just thought, I just thought you were giving me a little theme song. That's all. Um, fun fact, though, if you held Z down while you uh, open the GameCube, do you get like a little creepy baby laugh thing? Weird. Anyway. Oh, that's horrifying. In one. In what year was the GameCube released? Come on, guys. What? 2002. No, it's the 20th anniversary. Come on, guys. Oh, oh yeah, that would have been sensible to think of, wouldn't it? I feel like Ross just got a hint that I didn't get. <laughs> uh, no, I literally just said about five minutes ago because it's our 20th anniversary. Well, Ross was being distracting, so clearly he was playing the long game. Ross. Was it 2001? It was 2001. How did no. you know? I Just <laughs> sheer memory. Sheer memory and knowledge. <laughs> uh, question two. In what year was it discontinued? 2005, 2010, 2007, or 2014? Ooh. Do, 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 Bump, Ross. 2005. No. Miles? No. Um, yes. My buzzer. Is my buzzer working? I don't know. Yeah, your buzzer is working. 2010. No. It was 2007. Sorry, guys. Wow, I had seven years. Yeah, it was only yeah, that's six. such a short life. Six, I guess yeah. That was yeah. longer than I thought it was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so no one gets up when there's a bunch of points for you. Uh-huh. And no ties, thank God for that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so question three, what was the code name for the, game, um, for, for the GameCube before its release? I'll give you a hint. Oh, or not. He doesn't need one. Okay, Ross? Was it Dolphin? It, it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well and, done. And, and thank you, N64 magazine. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, what so is Project the... Dolphin? Find out in the pages inside. Yeah. 
have you got an N64 back in front of you? No, I just, um, I had, I was a avid reader of the N64 magazine back in the day. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they were, they always teased the, uh, the Project Dolphin. And... Yeah, that was the GameCube. And there's a reference to it in Super Mario Sunshine uh, for Delfino or Isle Delfino. There sure is. Um, okay, hold on, Ross. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Miles is like, this is how I feel at every quiz, Miles. So, you know. <laughs> you <are>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question four. Uh, what was the biggest selling GameCube game? This buzzer is too long. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh god, it's see, it's it, it, it's one or two. It's oh my god. Uh, I'm going to go for Smash Brothers Melee. It was yeah. Oh. I was actually going to say that as well. Well, Miles, you fucking didn't. Did you, it, so. it was either that or <laughs> Mario Sunshine. So I had to go for one of them. Um. Okay. Question five. Which hit puzzle game on the GameCube has recently been revived as a hit fitness app in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is painful. Uh, anyone? I have no idea. Um... Anyone want to take a guess? Hit. Okay, okay, if I could say hit puzzle and strategy game on the GameCube. No. Oh. Uh, oh, no, I actually have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I buzzed. I'm just, just ignore me. <laughs> just ignore me. Ross, want to give it a go? Pikmin? What's on? Yeah, Pikmin. So there is now an app called Pikmin Bloom, which is a like a walking app that kind of encourages you and motivates you to go on walks. I have never heard of that. <laughs> it's only come out like last month or something. So, oh, sick. This sick. is having fun with this. I like this quiz. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> uh, what? I suppose I should thank you. <laughs> uh, question six: What color is the C button on a standard GameCube controller? Ross? Yellow. It is, yes. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Okay. Um, you might actually get this one, Miles. So, Mario has been a part of every Nintendo console launch. Why is he not featured as part of the GameCube launch? <laughs> Ross? Because it was Luigi's Mansion that was the launch title. Yes, well yeah. done. <laughs> Miles, I can see his face just like, for fuck's sake. I'm just crying. <laughs> I'm just, why am I here? Just to suffer? Yeah, this is me every quiz. This is why I like making the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question eight. What are the two official colours of the launch console for the GameCube? You have to use the right He's words. already buzzed. <laughs> Ross. Uh, purple and black. You... Are incorrect because I want the correct colour. Oh sh- come on! <laughs> you can you can get a point if Miles doesn't get it. There you go. I mean, I was going to say purple and black as well. So oh, okay, all right. Well, what I was looking for was indigo and jet black, but I'll go. Oh my god, indigo! <laughs> Excuse oh. me. Sean does half point. Like Sean does specific word points as well. I was just being a dick. <laughs> I just I just wanted to get it in there. I just wanted sure. to be a, a hardball. So what is that half? Of- you can oh, have that... half a point. Yeah, you can have half a point. Um, because I got the answer correct. 
you got the answer correct, but you didn't use the right words that they've used. Wow. Yeah, I know. This Hardball. Is, Hardball. Is, yeah. Tough love. Well, yeah, Oof. tough love. Yeah, just in case you tied, you know, I needed like a half a point. <laughs> like oh, a yeah, point. we're in real danger of tying here. <laughs> okay, question nine. What uh, What was the GameCube selling price at launch? $79.99, $99.99, $129.99, $199.99. Ross? 129.99. Correct. Do you know why? Because I bought one. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also a good <laughs> But no, oh, please, please, God. please, please tell us why, Kat. Please tell us why. <laughs> Uh, how old were you 20 years ago? Well, you probably did buy one, yeah. Um, Miles was probably just minus one 20 years ago. 20 um, years ago, I was I was 15, so I saved up for one. I remember saving up for one. Did you? Oh, yeah. my God. Crazy. I was seven. Oh, wow. That's gross. Um, <laughs> so it's because um, apparently their, one of their biggest kind of marketing schemes was that they were going to be cheaper than the other consoles because they had less kind of stuff in them. Yeah. That's Absolute my scientific bargain, answer. Absolutely. And because Ross bought one. And because Ross bought one. You know, Absolute bargain. Amazing. Yeah. And and it's still I still have my launch day GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. I have it somewhere, but it's in like a wired box. Okay. Last question, guys. It's oh, really tight. It's God. really really tight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm real. I'm really in danger of reeling this one back well, in. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm risking a whitewash. <laughs> um. So, what was the GameCube's successor console? No. Oh, I heard Ross's first. I'm so sorry, oh, my Miles. Life. Fuck my life. That would be the Nintendo Wii. You are correct, good sir. Oh. <laughs> Was that ten? Um, no, you got eight and a half. Uh, Impossible. Eight and a half. I'll take Can that. we just do video game weapons every week, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was genuinely just pure suffering on my part. Sorry, pal. Sorry, pal. That was fastest thing first. Thanks for playing with me. I feel like one person really enjoyed that quiz, and another person kind of all sucked. Yeah, Ross hated it. <laughs> uh, it was the worst quiz we've done. Yeah, yeah, Ross had the good. worst time playing good. that one. I'm, sh- I'm sure that hasn't like inflated his ego. Listen, you nearly got Pikmin. Nearly. I I was never going to get Pikmin. Why not? Why have you not played that great game? Because I, I just haven't played it. Do you know what stress feels like? No. Because you, you I didn't buy a GameCube on release day, that's why. Well, do you know what? You're wrong. Okay. Yes, it's I was. I was wrong on every question. No, you're still wrong today, okay? You still hold this big barrade of wrong. Follow it around wow. like a cloud. Yeah, so me. What and do you know dick. what? It's indigo and jet black colour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was the quiz. Well, well thank you very Ross. much. Oh, well done, Ross. Congrats. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Kat. That was uh I'm so glad I asked you to do a quiz. <laughs> no worries. Uh right, well it's kind of makes the next topic kind of difficult. Yeah, you might as well skip me on this part as well. <laughs> I might as well just not be here. <laughs> Um, there wasn't a huge amount of news this week um, that we could really get into. Um, apart from Black Friday deals, every single website was filled with Black Friday deals, and that's not interesting anymore because it's now Monday. So what's the point? So we thought we'd talk about the GameCube 20th anniversary, and one of us has never played one. So that's going to be just fun. just berate him for the next 10 minutes about it. I did, uh, I did play GameCube once, but it was to play oh, the remake of MGS1, The Twin Snakes, because it was only on GameCube, and that was the only reason I played it. 
Was it your own GameCube or someone else's? Mm, someone else's. Yeah. Uh, well, Cap, talk to me about the talk to me about the GameCube. Um, the GameCube is my favorite console of all time. I love the GameCube. I think it's amazing, and it makes me so sad that the GameCube is considered a flop. It is considered just not. It was just yeah discontinued in six years. Um, not considered, you know, considered a failure in terms of consoles, and that makes me so sad because I don't think I know a single person who hates the GameCube, and it's just like fuck's sake. Um, there's many reasons for that, but oh, I just loved it. What a great... I remember the day I got a GameCube. I don't remember the price of it, was, but I do remember the day I got a GameCube. Because my mum took me to Curry's. Or my mum and dad took me to Curry's. I think they'd had a bit of an argument. And I think they thought that I heard it. And I probably did. Who knows? They're divorced now, so what do they care? And they took me to Curry's. And I got the choice. I got the choice between an Xbox and a GameCube. And of course, being a girl, being a kid... I saw this bright purple cube of indigo. Ah, cube. you just said it's purple. And you it just pur- said it's purple. Well, I think it's purple, but they don't say it's purple. They say it's like a mixture between dark purple and blue, which is indigo. So yeah, so I remember getting it first day, and I remember having that choice, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get that box, that box thing, and I must have played it. You know, like when you physically, all you remember in your childhood is playing this fucking console. I must have played it until it smoked or caught fire. That thing consumed my life for about, well, must have been six years, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I loved, you know, I had Super Smash Brothers. I had uh, Mario Kart. I I was so good at Mario Kart. So I used to like, I used to, I used to like break people. I used to be like, oh, but I'll beat you at Mario Kart. Um, you know, because I had the mirror levels and had all sorts. Um, I had Super Paper Mario and I was one of the lucky ones that had Super Paper Mario. Um, when it was bugged, I think that was a GameCube, or was it the Wii? It might have been the Wii, actually. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Um, I had Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic Adventure Two is one of my biggest like GameCube little feats. Like, just love that game. I love the GameCube. The GameCube was rad. I I can't talk more highly of it. It's a huge part of my childhood. Happy anniversary GameCube. Why the fuck is it still not around? Because it's you know it goes for a lot of money now. You you, you can buy it for two hundred quid. Mm. Um, and they've just recently found out with a new patch, haven't they? That the GameCube controller can support Switch. That's cool. Yeah, when I had a Switch, I had a uh, GameCube controller for Smash Brothers. Yeah, super cool. So yeah. you know, it's not completely dead in the water. No, but... no, it's um, when if you go to like Smash tournaments or e tournaments, they use the GameCube controller because yeah. it's like it's like the uh, the ideal controller for Smash Brothers. Yeah, and it really is as well. Like mm. it's got all of it. It's got a very unique controller. You know, they they were like one of the first to ever do like um, 3D play as well, but they took it off because it's too expensive. Um, yeah, what a cool, what a cool little console. They had the little yeah. discs though, and that was a pain in the ass because you get lost. They didn't pay DVDs. They do say that the demise of the GameCube was probably because it didn't play DVDs, right as the rest of the consoles did. Yeah, well, they did. They did. <laughs> they, they did. did. They they, yeah. they they teamed up with Panasonic, and they were like, they "Here's here here is a DVD playing GameCube," but Nintendo were like. Nah. Yeah, they did do that, and I think that it was too little, too late by that point. Yeah. I think so, but uh, yeah, I always used to play it. Have my friends round, and it used to just dominate our kind of girly sleepovers. Playing Sonic Adventure Two and Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, and loads of other games. Mm, nice. Um, that's really my history of GameCube. I fucking I will not have a bad word said about it, Miles. 
Um, <laughs> um, I didn't say anything bad about it. I just <laughs> haven't played I'm just, it. I'm just warning you. I won't have a bad word said about it. But I'm so, I really hope that they do bring something like that back. Because, it. you know, when I was reading up on it, on it today, they were just like, the GameCube was everything Nintendo had ever wanted in a console. And then it flopped. And then they were devastated. And that makes me so sad because people love the GameCube today. And I think... Cool. If you did it again, though, mm. you know, if you learn from your mistakes of like DVDs or whatever, you know, because they did a lot of innovative things. The GameCube, it was, you know, and they've still got the chat room support as well today, which is crazy. Apparently, if you ring the the helpline, you'll actually get chat support. That's wild. You? Fucking wild. But yeah, so that's that's uh that's mine. I'm a heavy GameCube Cuba, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm a total Cuba. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's a fantastic yeah. console. It's um, one of my all-time favorites in terms of Nintendo consoles for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, probably number one actually. The more, the more I think, the more I think about it. Um, I played so many games on that thing. I think I was lucky enough because me and uh, Greg and I worked in GameStation at the time, <laughs> and uh, so we had access to like all these games. And um, there was there was kind of a rule where you could take a game home for the night and bring it back the next day. Oh my god, that's so cool! And so we could. Um, this this is how I played Soul Calibur 2. And I stand by the fact that the GameCube had the quintessential version of Soul Calibur 2. Because I don't know if you remember, but when it came out, um, the Xbox, the PlayStation, and the GameCube all had different versions of the game. Uh, the Soul Calibur 2 had, you could play as Link. The Xbox version, you could play as Spawn. And the GameCube, the uh, PS2 version, you could play as Yoshimitsu, I think, from Tekken. Wow, nice. And um, yeah, the GameCube one had Link. So it's like, well, obviously that's <laughs> obviously that's the winner. That's another one. Wind Waker, great game. Yeah, I mean, Wind Waker was tremendous. It was yeah. the first first Zelda game that I ever beat. And I played yes, Ocarina years before that and never beat it. But I, I beat Ocarina when it came to GameCube. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, when, Wind Waker was my first I had ever played, actually, because I was, I was quite young when the GameCube came out. Yeah. Loved it, loved it. Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 is probably still the best 3D Sonic game. Yes. Um, I'm going to throw that out there now. Yes, I agree. Agreed. Um, there's not many good ones, but that's probably one of the better ones. And of course, I'd, at the start of Metroid Prime, you know, the first 3D yeah. Metroid game was absolutely amazing. Mario Kart mm-hmm. Double Dash, not the best Mario Kart ever made, but it was fun. And uh, Mario Party, the GameCube, the Paramount, I think that's eight, isn't it? I think yeah. it's eight on... Uh, that is one of the best Mario Party's mm. done on the GameCube, and I think in the in the Mario Party Superstars, I remember reading that there's a lot of like they've te- they've stripped everything back to almost how it was similarly done on the GameCube. So or yeah. Mario Party Four, I don't know, it was one of them. Whatever win was on the GameCube, but well, the GameCube yeah. had the GameCube had Mario Kart, Mario Party Four up to seven, I think, because mm. um, yeah, Four was- came out in two thousand and two. And then I reckon uh, it's four. I reckon I'm talking about four. It was just great. What what a good, you know, roster of games. And it had like it had all these exclusives. Resident Evil 4 was an exclusive to GameCube for the longest time. And that was a big seller for the console. Yeah. It wasn't big enough, obviously, because it it kind of uh, it kind of disappeared very quickly. But yeah, Resi 4 coming exclusive to the cube was a massive deal at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, it really got people going, oh, maybe we should buy this, but I mean, nothing beats Wind Waker for me on that on that system. Wind Waker was awesome. Luigi's Just... Mansion was great as well, though. Luigi's Mansion was mm. awesome. Pikmin was great. People loved Pikmin. People, you know, I've seen a lot of 
like in the last couple of years, little buzz from Nintendo to when we had E3 and it was a Nintendo, people were absolutely certain Pikmin was going to come up. They were like, oh, it's got to be. There's got to be another Pikmin. Yeah, um, there's, there's, there's a new Pikmin on the Switch. On the Switch, yeah. But it's not the same, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, Time Splitters, Star Fox Adventures, yeah. Super Mario Strikers was so good. Um, that that why they stopped that series, I have no idea. It was such a fun game. Um, oh man, I could yeah, I could go on for hours about. I it. Could, honestly, years. if I got a GameCube now and just plugged it in, I don't think I'd stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where like you could look at your shelf of GameCube games and be like, everyone is a banger. There's no skips, no skips there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It is. It is all killer. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great era for Nintendo uh, in terms of Super Mario Sunshine. Again, yep. Not the best 3D Mario, but great fun regardless. Yeah, so much fun. Your little um, washy vacuum backpack thing. The last time an F Zero game came out was on the GameCube. F Zero GX. Um, and um, man, ah, uh, what a great time! I remember very distinctly uh, my mates coming over when I was when I was young. And uh, they'd bring over the GameCube controller to plug it in, and we would play Super Monkey Ball Party games until about yeah. three o'clock in the morning. And there was one where you had to get a target, and you went down this giant ramp, then you flew off the ramp, and you had to get the target that's out to sea. And we must have played that for hours and hours and hours and hours. And the GameCube was like, "Yeah, man, crack on!" You know, this thing machine was a beast. Yeah, it was beast. It was just so much fun. And it died way before its time, like all the best consoles do. Uh, hey, I think it was Harry Potter as well. Harry Potter was on the GameCube. Yeah, probably was. Great game. Great game. Probably was. Time Splitters 2. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I, mean. I really hope they do do something. I mean, I know the Switch is out, but the Switch hurts my neck. So <laughs> uh, I know I can plug it into my PS, like play my TV, but it's not the same. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what you're expecting, but um, I, I think, don't know what I'm expecting. I think I, it back on I think they moved on. I think they moved on. I'm sorry, I mate. Know, I, know, I just want it back. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a handheld little handle. It did. It had a handle. So freaking handle on it. Like, absolutely no oh. no need. Why? Why? No. Why? No one knows. Why? But just so it was that you there. Can go to your mates and you could you could hold it. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Oh, and fight people to rob you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a blessing. What a blessing the GameCube was. Uh, yeah, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy 20 years, GameCube. Happy I love 20. you. I love you. If there was a GameCube oh. Mini, oh. oh, oh. Uh, yes. yeah. Imagine if the, it's like the GameCube, but it's even smaller. It's a tiny little cube, but it just plays <laughs> all the GameCube games. Oh. That'd be incredible. Like, wouldn't, not, wouldn't like, Mars? like a digital GameCube, like yeah. a discless GameCube would be yeah. incredible. How amazing would that be? Play it then. Yeah, I'd get you one. I would. I would buy you one for Christmas. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) And it was 130 quid. It was. Yeah. It was a freaking bargain. (laughs) It was absolutely so awesome. I used to play like you with Super Monkey Ball. That was me with Super Smash. Mm. And they had a great like solo campaign as well. The melee one. Uh, just you just get some um, levels. That's such a good solo campaign. That's why you whipped my ass on Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. I did, yeah, I did, mate. I did whip your ass on that. <laughs> um, and it is yeah, thanks to Super Smash, thanks to the GameCube. <laughs> yeah, thanks GameCube for that. Cheers. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Miles, do you want to share your memories of the GameCube? Uh, yeah, it's pretty sure I played Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Stakes, and it wasn't <laughs> as good as the original. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got to add. 
Oh man, God. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to get you a uh, GameCube. We're going to sort you on like, GameCube. I do need to go back and experience it because apparently there are some good times to be had on it that I've missed out on. Absolutely, oh. absolutely. Uh, right then, let's get on to something we can talk about. Miles, you can go first on this one. How about that? Um, oh, that's kind. Well, we're kind of going to go. We're all going to go together. That's how. That's how this one's going to work. Uh, because the game award, the, the game awards nominations have been revealed. And it's an interesting mix of stuff. So what I thought we'd do, we go through them, see what we think should win, what we want to win, and what we think will win. Um, we do this every year. So uh, let's keep up tradition, and we'll crack on this time with... Um, we'll start with the most anticipated game, which is such a weird award. It's like, why are you giving an award for a game that is not out yet? Yeah, it's like, which game has generated big hype? Yeah, this one doesn't But anyway... Uh, we have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon of the West, Breath of the Wild 2, and Starfield. What would you want to win out of them lot, Miles? Um, I feel like Cat will probably go for Horizon, so I won't. I will go for what were the what was the first one again? Sorry. Will you pay attention? I am paying attention. I remember the it's other one. On Instagram, it's not like the last you are. <laughs> Suicide Girls Act, yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, Elden Ring. Ah, yes. Um, I'm going to go with God of War Ragnarok. I think okay. that's the one because it's going to conclude the story of Kratos and the Norths mythology. Mm. Um, I think if it was going to be the second of a trilogy, then my answer might be different. But because it's going to tie up the entire story and given how good the first one was, I think that's the one anyway for me that I'm most anticipating. And I suspect given previous winners of Game of the Years and stuff, um, I think that one's most likely to fit the bill. Uh, Kat, what do you reckon? Yeah, do you know what? For the exact same reason, I'm also going God of War because, like Miles said, Horizon is a sequel and they've made it you know, very clear this, this probably might not be the last one. Um, they haven't clued up to that at all. And also as well, what I'll talk about in my a, a little bit later is that they, you know, they, they wanted to make a franchise from the beginning. So I suspect that, that Forbidden West won't be the last game that we see in the Horizon series. However, mm. it is very well known that God of War, Ragnarok is the last game. Um, and Last of Us 2 won, no, won this a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and it's for the same reason of just, it, it ties everything up. It, it's, it's, it's the end, isn't it? So, and also I remember that, I remember when, it, when the showcase happened and they, you know, people saw the logo. Lost our shit. <laughs> mm, yeah. We lost our shit at Horizon, but I think as well, like it was really great to see, but then also to to have it confirmed that actually, guys, like you're only going to get to play this game newly for the first time for the last time. Does that make sense? Like this is the last time that you're going to play as um, Kratos and Atreus for the for the last time, but for the first time, the first time, the last time. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Sure. So that's mine too. What about you, Ross? Um, oh, Elden Ring is going to win this. Draken. Yep. You think? What, yeah. Even though there's not like a whole bunch of, because I was really anticipating it until um, I saw it was like Dark Souls 4. It is Dark Souls 4. I'm only going off this because it won it last year. And ah. also, I have no interest in Souls games, but I want to play the shit out of Elden Ring. And I'm probably it not the only one. I'm probably not the only one. So I'm going to go... I want to play all of these, except for Ragnarok. But um, 
yeah, I think Elden Ring are in that for sure. Let's be honest, if Knack 3 was on the list, surefire winner. Oh, yeah, Knack 3, yeah. Okay. Give us Knack 3, do yeah. it. Okay, best multiplayer game. They've got Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Uh, Miles, what do you reckon? I'm going to go on a bit of a different one here. I think It Takes Two is great as a, a co-op experience, and Back for Blood, I don't think so, because <laughs> on its launch, it was a little bit of a mess in terms of the online matchmaking and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I was quite surprised to actually see Back for Blood on it. I feel like it's only there because it's one of the few co-op four-player shooters that has been like a triple A release recently. Um, but I heard a lot of good stuff about Valheim. Um, I remember following it when it was first kind of released, and apparently the the world that they built is incredible. As a kind of MMO, it's brilliant from everything I've heard from the crafting to the depth of the game to all the different enemies and biomes and everything else that you can explore and do you know all I heard was universal praise pretty much and of course it had some teething problems no MMO doesn't um but I heard this one was very much top tier and I think when you, I think multiplayer I think big scale multiplayer kind of thing and I know that might be a personal kind of bias which is fine but I feel like if you can smash an MMO on its release and not have it be a complete and utter mess like Amazon's New World was, then you've probably done something right. And I feel yeah. like that probably deserves it just for how good it was at launch. A complete game wasn't a mess and it's been universally praised. So, yeah, I think off the list, that one's the one that sticks out for me. Okay, interesting. Um, Kat, what do you think? Mm, this is a tricky one, isn't it? Because um, yeah, Valheim's got a lot of lot of heat. Monster Hunter's been out for a while now, so maybe that because it has got a really big community, is really big following. It takes two is I guess something for everybody. Knockout City, I don't think that's going to win. And Back for Blood has just come out, and although anticipated, hasn't reviewed amazingly. Um, I'm going to say Monster Hunter. But I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not sure. I'm really, really not sure. Hmm. That one's a tricky one for me. What about you? I think it takes two is going to take it. I did. I did go, see. There was part of me that was going to say that, and then I just thought about it because I played it, and I'm like, mm. I think I've, I've been watching. A, I've been watching a walkthrough of it, a Eurogamer, than a playthrough of the game. Um, they did it months ago, but I'm just sort of rewatching it now because I found it really entertaining, and I love the diversity in the gameplay throughout how it's different every level and how you really generally need two people to complete the game. Uh, I think that's really smart and really clever. It got great reviews. It's been made by the same guy that was like, fuck the Oscars. So they need him at the ceremony. Um, so if I was a betting man, I would put the money on it takes two out of that yeah. lot. It's been sure. nominated for quite a few, hasn't it? So I think it's in with a shower, at least now being a few. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. Best sports slash racing game. We've got F1 2021, which reviewed very well on our own website, Finger Guns. Uh, FIFA 22, Forza Horizon 5, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. It's a very strong category this year, actually. Uh, Miles, what do you reckon? Honestly, like, I'm not really into racing games, but apparently Forza 5 is beyond incredible. Like, yep. way beyond incredible. And I feel like, again, betting man, I would put my money on that. Um, I think Riders Republic is not my kind of game, but it looks awesome. And I think it genuinely surprised with how good it was. I think when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, it's kind of just like steep, but just with bikes and stuff. And now 
Um, but apparently it's not. So yeah, if I was a betting man, I'd go falls of five. I don't think you can look past just how fucking beautiful that game is. Mm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh Cap. Yeah, I agree. I think this is gonna sweep it. Forza Horizon. Um, I've never ever, I've not even seen a mediocre review about Forza. I've mm. not even seen like a, yeah, this game's fine. It is always been this game is incredible, this game looks amazing, this game is the future, blah blah blah. There's no way. There's no way that any other game is gonna have a shoe in that. Maybe Hot Wheels, maybe, but mm, probably not. You know, I I'm going Forza. I think it's between Forza and Hot Wheels, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Forza would take it because people were surprised it didn't get a Game of the Year nomination. You know, that's how much people loved it. Yeah, I so, think it came in too late, didn't it? I think it's, it'll take so. sports racing because mm. it should have got a Game of the Year nomination. It's a racing game. It won't get nominated for Game of the Year. They never do. It's ridiculous. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, really they don't really... It shouldn't be yeah. a matter of genre. If it's they a great do. game, <laughs> then, you know... Yeah, they don't really see, like, sports games as Game of the Year, do they? It's, like, classically yeah. known. It's weird. Uh, one for you, Miles. Best sim strategy game. We've got. Ooh. Oh, oh do you hear Ooh. that? Oh, you like that? Ooh, you like, like that, this. don't you? Yeah, I you like do. this. Mm. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> wow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> best sim strategy game: Age of Empires Four, Evil Genius Two, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, or Microsoft Flight Simulator. You know what? I, I've actually looked at uh, World Domination Two, and I'm kind of intrigued by it, but I don't know enough about it. Age of Empires 4 was apparently good, but it wasn't a massive upgrade, so I don't think it'll be that one. But the trebuchet? I mean, the trebuchet is awesome. Everyone loves a good trebuchet, <laughs> but not when they want to see the fucking game. <laughs> if I wanted to know about a trebuchet, I'd watch one of the thousands of documentaries about historical things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think it'll be Age of Empires 4. And then I actually think it might be Microsoft Flight Simulator, because that reviewed very well. And mm. as an actual simulation game, it's pretty much nailed it. Like it can't really get much better than that. So yeah, I actually I'm gonna take a pun and say it's that one. Yeah. Uh Cap. Yeah, I mean it probably is gonna be flight simulator, isn't it? It's really highly anticipated. People are buying people are buying those, you know, those platforms just so they can play it. They've waited for yeah. it for a really long time. Um, so I reckon that's going to do it. I think Inscription looks banging, but I don't know enough about it. So, um, yeah, Age of Empires is just fuck me. Every single time I go on my phone, I don't know anything else but Age of Empires adverts. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. So, I mean, it's probably between those two, isn't it? So, Yeah, I'm going to go for Flight Simulator as well. Just because it's it's just beyond. If you've got a setup that can run it properly, like I don't think you need to play any other game ever. <laughs> it's just exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and uh, buy yeah. the game. Yeah, I've got it on Series S, and I've had a blast. And the Series S is amazing, but it's not the system for Flight Simulator. Um, as as hard as it tries, bless it, it's uh, not quite there. But uh, yeah, it runs great on Series X, and of course, if you've got like an RTX freaking PC build then yeah you're gonna have a great time with it so yeah i reckon flight simulator as well uh best family game which is normally reserved for nintendo but uh one non-nintendo game was snuck in this time so we've got it takes two mario party superstars new pokemon snap super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury and warrior get it together so uh mars what do you reckon on this one 
Uh, I'm actually going to say that that it takes two is, I reckon, definitely going to win this one. I think it's, yeah, just going to, to be honest, I think it's a shoe in to win it. And I haven't really played any of the others. So mm. I'm kind of have to go for it. But I also think it's leading the field given the other nominations it has. So, yeah, I reckon it'll be that one. That must suck for Nintendo. Four games nominated. Now nah, you ain't going to win. <laughs> and they ain't going <laughs> to win it. <laughs> that sucks. Cat, uh, what do you reckon? Um, I don't know if t- it takes who is going to do this just because it's limited to two players um, and it's best family game. Um, I love WarioWare game, you know. I haven't yeah, played this one, but I f- love WarioWare game. Yeah, I hope too. that wins it. Um, I think Mario... So if this was... If Mario Party would have been released just that little bit earlier, I think that would have taken it. Um, mm. But I want to say potentially Pokemon... No, it's a family game, never mind. I'm going to say WarioWare. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go It Takes Two or Mario Party Superstars. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that's a little... It only came out like, what, four weeks ago. We need someone on the side that actually buys first-party Nintendo games because none of us have played Superstars, Pokemon. Do you know Mario, what? I, <laughs> I know. And do you know what? My, I was going to buy it, but do you know what? I get so angry at their prices. <laughs> all yeah, like, I know. But Mario Party is like, I'd love it. I would love to play Mario Party Superstars. I just don't have enough friends, you know, to play it with. So. Oh. <laughs> Aww. But, yeah. um, but I do want it. It's on my list to get. Um, yeah. I think it's a great game. It's, been, it's reviewed very well as well. Yeah. It's saying that they've stripped it back. They're saying that um, it is everything that everybody loves. It's literally like all of the best games from all of the previous um, Mario parties. And I just think it's like, like, like All Stars. This is why it's called Superstars. That but... is exactly why it's called Superstars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think I think Superstars might take it. I just think it's a bit early. Okay. Uh, all right, then. Best fighting game. Uh, we've got Demon Slayer, Kilmetsu no by the Hinokami Chronicles. I didn't say that right, but fuck it. Um, oh, that was good. Kimetsu no Yaba? Yaiba? The Hinokami Chronicles? Yeah. Should okay. we go with that? All right. Yeah, let's go with that. I'll take your word for it. Sure. Uh, Guilty Gear, Strive, Melty Blood type Blumina. I've never heard of that game. What in the world? I've never. Melty blood. I've never. Honestly, where's Tekken? Just give us Tekken. Yeah. Melty blood. What? (laughs) Melty blood. I've never heard of that game at all. Um, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl and Rich Fight Five Ultimate Showdown. Um, yeah, this is a tough one because generally don't know three of these games. So, uh, I'm gonna give it to Mars. Mars, what do you think? Uh, well, one of. My friends has played the first one, whose name I'm not even going to attempt to say. And he said it was quite good and he got the platinum for it. So I'm going to go for that one just purely on that basis. So thanks, Josh. All right. Uh, Kat? I, I really just want Melty Blood to win it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what this game is. I Sounds great. It's not going to be Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Sorry, Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to big up the Melty Blood. Why not? Okay. Melty Blood. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go for Nickelodeon. I'm going to go Outsider on this one uh, because it's done very really? it's done very well. Not with us, it didn't. No, not with us. <laughs> but elsewhere, there is a fan base for this game. My God. And uh, yeah, it's doing numbers. So, um. so yeah, I'm going to go for Nickelodeon on this one. Just going to go on the outsider. Right, best RPG. This is a very Toby. This is a Toby category. My God. We've got Cyberpunk 2077. We've got Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin, Mega Tensei 5, and Tales of Arise. Um, 
if Toby was here, my God, we would have a long discussion because I think he would be struggling to choose one. But um, Miles, what do you reckon? If it's Cyberpunk 2077, I swear to God, I will never watch any of these things ever again. No, <laughs> just, no. I know it's a really good game underneath all the shit, but it's still a massive turd, like, until it actually gets fixed properly. So yeah. that absolutely should not be one here. I think from what Toby has said, I bought Tales of Arise based on Toby's review, and the gameplay looks really cool. So I am going to play that at some point. But I think from what Toby was saying, I feel like he spent a lot more time in Scarlet Nexus and thoroughly enjoyed it. And so I'm going to go out on a whim and say that one just because I think it's the one that Toby enjoyed the most out of all of them on the list. So yeah, I should have on. asked him. Should have asked him before we started. That's my bad. Um, Cap, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to go Scarlet Nexus as well. Uh, Cyberpunk, come on now. If that gets best RPG, I will, I'm will. i not even going to have an opinion on any of these. You can't, you know, I'm sure as a game without the bugs, it probably is a great RPG. It probably would have won Game of the Year. It probably would win best RPG. But it's still really fucking broken, so it doesn't deserve the award. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that out of Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise, I do remember Toby talking about Scarlet Nexus a lot. Mm. so yeah I'm going to give that one a pump yep I'm going to go with that as well because yeah. I don't know enough about all the others no, except for Cyberpunk obviously but if that wins then this is, makes a mockery of the whole thing damn it um, yeah right then let's get into the meaty stuff best action adventure game Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2 Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Resident Evil Village Miles what do you reckon this is a, this is a big category I reckon Ratchet and Clank's going to win this, you know. Um, I feel like the Sony first-party studio games, third-person action, you know. I just think it reviewed so well. It was so pretty, and it finally showed, you know, what the PS5 was capable of. It was highly anticipated as part of an established franchise and series. Resident Evil, although it is very, very good, didn't review nearly as well. And I haven't played Metroid Dread, haven't played Psychonauts 2, um, I just feel like Ratchet and Clank. It's, it's just one of those that sticks out as the the one that critics tend to love. And given that ninety percent of the vote is done by critics and ten percent by the fans, yeah, I reckon it'll be Ratchet and Clank personally. Okay, Cat. Um, um, I wish I'd played Psychonauts two to have a better, um, kind of more balanced opinion of this because I do really want to play it. Cause it does look awesome and it has reviewed very well. Um, it's on Game Pass, by the way. Just saying, you can go play it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to say Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy again. I think it's a little bit too soon. It probably will be Ratchet and Clank. Um, I don't think Resident Evil Village is going to get it. Um, and I don't know enough about much uh, Metroid, uh, Metroid Dread. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Ratchet and Clank. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Metroid on this one. I think uh, the reviews were insane. Yeah, uh, I did see uh, that. People were people were bloody crazy for it. So um, again, I think it's between Metroid and Ratchet. You're right, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go Metroid on this one. I think Nintendo have uh, knocked it out of the park with that particular game this year. Um, haven't played it. Don't have the system. It's on, but I'm just going by Metacritic and people's kind of opinion of it. Um, I love Ratchet. I platinumed it, as you know, and. Uh, I'd love to see that win, but I think Metroid will take it. Best action game. We've got Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. 
another big category. Mars, what do you reckon? Right. It should be Chivalry 2, but it won't be. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say that right fucking now. It should be Chivalry 2. You can fire yourself off a fucking catapult over into a castle and lob someone's head off. Come on. It's oh, it's perfect. But it won't be Chivalry 2. Um, but I'm really glad it's nominated. I didn't really expect to see it on this list. And it is, mm. which actually made me super pleased. Um, Back for Bud shouldn't win it. It just wasn't. It just wasn't good enough at, at launch. Um, it might be very good eventually, but not as it is right now. I think Returnal and Deathloop probably have the best chance of winning this. Again, given Deathloop has been nominated multiple times in different categories, it could sneak this one. Um, so I'm kind of torn between both, but I'm going to say Deathloop because I think it was the more popular of the two. So yeah, I'm going to mm. stick with Deathloop for that one. Cool. Cat, best action game. I'm actually gonna go for Far Cry. Oof. I think that I think that Mars is right. I think definitely has been nominated a lot. I think it's tough. I think I'm definitely that's the two that I am definitely kind of pitting against each other. I mean, Chivalry Two, you can beat someone with bread. What a great game! That should really win it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think Giancarlo Giancarlo Desposito is that his name? Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, him. Lovely, lovely, lovely pronunciation there. Thank you, thank you. That I just murdered. You know, his acting and his role in that will could could say a lot to that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be between Daphne and Parker, I think. Although Returnal, a lot of people are mad. It hasn't gone game of the year. But I guess that's for that category, isn't it? So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Returnal will win this because it's not game of the year. It will get something. Um, it's like a pity award. Like like, a you're not going to get the main yeah. one, so we'll give you this one yeah. instead. You've been yeah. nominated for Game of the Year, but you'll get best action. Yeah, instead. it's crazy it's not been nominated for Game of the Year because people absolutely adored that game. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, I love Far Cry 6. I platinum Far Cry 6. It's a bloody brilliant Far Cry, the best one since 3, without any doubt. But not enough people enjoy Far Cry anymore. I'm kind of an outsider on this one, I think. I'd love to see Far Cry win because I really, really enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun. And uh, Giancarlo Esposito was uh, superb. But it's just it just hasn't got... People were just bored of Far Cry now, and I'm not. I want all the Far Cries. <laughs> but, you know, the general consensus is that it needs to switch it up a bit. So, yeah, I don't, it's I don't think it's... Of yeah, fatigue, isn't it? I don't think it's going to get the love that it, that it really needs to win. So, Deathloop or Returnal on this one, for sure. I think Returnal might snatch it. Uh, right, best VR AR game. This is a bit of a tough one. Uh, for us three, because none of us have got VR headsets. Well, no, I do. Mars has. Mars has. I do. Um, right. So, Hitman Three. I expect you to die too. Lone Echo Two. Resident Evil Four. Sniper Elite VR. What's going to win, Miles? I mean, the only one I played is Sniper Elite VR. And yeah. I wasn't particularly impressed by it. <laughs> so, I actually think it'll be Hitman Three. Yeah. I think it's the best game of the bunch, and the fact that it's in VR just helps. It. Resident Evil Four has been out for fucking ages. All right. Ugh. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go hit man three. Cap, what are you reckon? Mm, yeah, probably Hitman or Resi, but I expect Hitman because that's that's just cool with it. Like that's yeah. some that's some cool shit right there. But uh yeah. Yeah, Hitman 3 away, I think. Um purely because you can you can't you can play Hitman 3, 2, and 1 in VR through that game, and so it's just a which is m- nuts to be yeah. fair. It's crazy, it's a massive collection of games. So, uh, yeah, I think Hitman is an easy win for that one. Uh, oh, dear. Best mobile game. 
We've got Fantasian, Genshin Impact, which Toby loves. He doesn't, he hates it with a passion. Uh, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. Miles, do you play mobile games? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say Genshin Impact, just because it's the only one I've heard of. Okay. Um, Kat, what do you reckon? Yeah, same. Um, not because it's the only one I've heard of, but because it's, you know, they have that, here's Aloy, Genshin Impact, and I think that's probably going to win it. Um, a lot of people... Well, a lot of people play it, don't they? So I've not they played do. it. I do play a lot of mobile games, but I don't. I haven't played it. I should probably get into it. Apparently, it's not bad. So yeah. there we are. But I do think it's going to swing it. Toby hates it with an almighty vengeance. It's quite uh-huh. hilarious. He just he doesn't like it at all. It's quite funny. Um, I don't know. I generally don't know. Uh, Marvel Future Revolution, I know, does very well. Pokemon Unite is a big game. Um, I think League of Legends might take it just because it's League of Legends and it's just got this enormous fan base so yeah I don't know it's a tough one also I don't care who wins the best mobile game yeah same that's part of it too <laughs> um, right the best indie game and uh, yeah this is an interesting uh, selection we've got 12 minutes Death's Door Inscription Kena Bridge of Spirits and Loop Hero so Miles, best indie game. I mean, I've not played any of them. <laughs> so I'm not really particularly well placed for this one. Um, but I think from the build-up and the hype around Kina, um, again, it kind of fits that mold, third-person action, adventure, good story. Um, it's got the little cute companion things. Yeah, I'm just going to say it's going to be Kina. That's Yay! Stop my bets for. Uh, Kat, what do you reckon? Uh, I don't I don't want it to be Kina. I haven't gone back to Kina actually since it just bugged the fuck out of me. Um I think 12 minutes is gonna win it, but for all the wrong reasons. I've not played 12 minutes, I'm sure it's great, but I think it's gonna win it just because of the like all-star cast it has. I think they're gonna be like, oh my god, it was basically a triple A, but it's not. It's an indie game and we got all these amazing actors uh, in. Here we are again. It's on game passes, go play it. <laughs> I do think. Um, yeah, so I, I would like, I think 12 minutes is going to win it. Death Door looks incredible. It's still on my list. I just got a lot. I just need to have like a month off, you know. I'm sure Sean thinks that every day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that's my thing. What about you? Uh, Kenna. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Not why. Say, two against one. I'm sorry, but you need you need to get back on it. It'll be well, fine. It will be fine now because um, after it bugged out on me for about two weeks, I kept having updates for it. Mm. So I was like, wow, you knew your game was broken or part, you know, some people's games were broken. Um, mine was just one of them. So I will get back onto it, but right now I'm mad. <laughs> and it was really hard. <laughs> but, um, I put it in like, um, I put it in the hardest mode because I can't bother to play the game twice and it kicked my ass. So yeah. I'm going to put it back to the easy one. Just going to uh, throw this out there as a uh, reviewer of Kenna that Kenna never crashed on me once while I played through. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's perfectly fine. I don't know what they're bitching about. The plot thickens. Best ongoing game. This is a one that you all love. We have Apex Legends, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Call of Duty Warzone. Miles, what's going to win? I actually think it's going to be Final Fantasy 14, mainly because I hate all of the others. <laughs> and the expansions for Final Fantasy 14 have been very, very good from what I've heard. 
Um, again, not really my category. I'm not a big fan of live service ongoing type games. Um, I played a bit of Apex Legends back in the day, but I have no idea what it's like now. Warzone, I just don't really care for, even though I've just played Vanguard. Yeah, I just, from what I've gathered, I think Final Fantasy XIV would be the deserving one, simply because it's not just been microtransaction live service. It's been really big expansions that have given a lot of content and done a lot of but a lot of quality hard work put into it from what I've heard. So I feel like that should be rewarded. So I'm going to pick Final Fantasy 14. You're dead to me. Cat, what do you reckon? Oh, that's going to be Fortnite, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, no, in all no, over, no, no, no. Miles, Miles, Miles. No. Listen to me. Miles is supposed to be objective here. And I am objective. You're not being no. objective. You're not being objective. <laughs> I am objective and I'm objectively saying you're not no. Being obje- in the last 12 months, Fortnite has got an Ariana Grande to pay tribute to Mac Miller They've gotten like live concerts by all that shit in it. They ripped off Among Us and managed to get away with it, sort of, but not really, but kind of. Um, and it's still absolutely massive. It's like I, I saw I read the other day that it was like it, it's now won the record for most like celebrity um interaction or some shite like that. And it was just like, whoa, okay. And I think they're gonna bring like Will Smith into it now. Um so I mean Apex Legends might have it might have a little shoe in, but I do think it's gonna be Fortnite. Yeah, Will Smith's already there, man. He's got bad boys. He's bad boys. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. I don't know why I'm thinking. Maybe it was like an interview about Fortnite. They dropped um yeah, they dropped Mike Lowry from Bad Boys into Fortnite during the Um, alien during the alien season. It's like I mean, men in black is right there, guys. What are you doing? But never mind. (laughs) Um okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Fortnite's not gonna win this. Oh, okay. What do you I think agree. it's going to win it? Apex? No, Final Fantasy. Oh, well, because fuck me. Because Miles, <laughs> Miles is completely right on every aspect he just said. Of course I want Fortnite to win because it's my boy. But, you know, Final Fantasy is going to win. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Warzone's not going to win. You're going to fucking cry now if Fortnite wins. I'll be very happy. Like you didn't, I'm you telling didn't... you, it's not going to win. It won't. It just won't. I'll be, I'll be happy. But yay, Fortnite! But I'll also... <laughs> I know it probably won't win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, rather than games for impact, this is always an interesting one. Games for impact celebrates games that offer a thought-provoking experience with an all-important social message to share. So let's jump into Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, which I really do need to play at some point, uh, Shikari, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Oh, my God. Have you played No Longer Home? Oh, no. God, that thing stabs you in the heart. My God. Oh, I was going to say, um, it even sounds sad. Oh, no, it's so you. sad. Um, <laughs> Mars, what's going to win this one? I think um, I have an idea. I mean, obviously, I'm a bit biased, given that the only one I've played is Life is Strange Two Colors, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, it does have a very good message to it. And I think in a time of a lot of anxiety and stuff like that, um, it really kind of hit home in a couple of ways. And my favorite part of those games is the more when it's not even really doing its story it's when you're just kind of roaming around and you get the chance to kind of sit down and alex's character just sorts of kind of like reflects on her thoughts and and feelings and stuff like that and it's it's just really nice to play Mm. um and i think i think other i don't think it's likely to win based on impact because i think although it's a very well-told story and it's got lots of social elements to it i don't think it has as much focus on it as say life is strange kind of one or two did where they're a bit more focused on that side of things um but i don't think that's a bad thing either um i know i've heard amazing things about boyfriend dungeon 
and I think Sean was particularly um, complimentary about Chicory, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so I, I have a feeling it will be one of the other games in the category, but I would really like to see Life is Strange win it because, yeah, I think it's it's got a very, very nice message to it. And I think by the end, Alex's character completely sold me on it when I was a bit sceptical of what she was going to be like as a protagonist. Um, mm. And some of the things that goes into with her character and her history and backstory, I thought was really well done. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see it win it. I think it has a chance, given that it's the most triple a inverted commas of of the list um but from what i've heard about the others i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't do particularly well either so yeah it's kind of a, a 50 50 i think for that one mm-hmm. um cat what do you reckon um well i've not played any of them yet but i've heard you know no longer home just sounds really fucking sad i mean like <laughs> doing it on like sounds like it's that one um i don't know if life is strange is going to win it just because uh, I've read a lot of reviews where they said that they took a very dangerous um, like aspect, but they didn't go far enough. And so, like obviously, like the, the game is about empathy and feeling people's feelings and blah blah blah. So great concept, but you know, but I haven't played it, so I wouldn't know. Maybe Miles has more to say on that. Um, but Shikari from Sean's review was amazing. Um, I would like to see one of the the kind of more independent games win it. I think this is a year of indie, and I hope it's celebrated throughout this whole award ceremony. Um, yeah, hard one. Might go for Shikari on this one, or that No Longer Home, because that sounds sad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Before Your Eyes has a really good shot. You control that game with your eyeballs. What? Yeah, well, that's fucking cool. Um, I know Sean played it this year, and it it blew his mind. And oh, I, I watched I watched a video of it, and it's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you control it with your eyeball fucking movements. It's wow. insane. Uh, via webcam. You see? No way! Yeah. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. So um, oh, I'm gonna check that out. I think that might have a shot just because it's so unique. Yeah. Um, but. That or Shikari, I think. Mm. I think uh, my ones again after what Sean said about it. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. But any of them worthy of winning, I think. Uh, best audio design. Audio design differs from score music as it's about judging the immersive feel of a game's audio. Deathloop, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, or Returnal. Uh, Miles, have you played any of these? <laughs> <laughs> I have played Returnal. Um, oh, I've yeah, played yeah, yeah. a lot of it, but I played a couple hours of it with my friend via SharePlay when it first came out. And the sound design is fucking brilliant, to be fair. Um, Resident Evil Village, um, obviously, I played Resident Evil 7. I know it's kind of running in a similar way. The sound design in 7 was great. So I imagine Resident Evil Village is going to be great as well. Ratchet and Clank, obviously, Cats and yourself have played it. You probably know a bit more about it than I do. I imagine Forza's probably pretty damn good in terms of the sound. And I really want to play Deathloop. And based on Arcane's previous history, I reckon that's good as well. But I don't know. I really liked Returnals. I thought just the, yeah, just the ambient effect that it creates with the audio design is brilliant. And I know playing it through headphones, it does have very good kind of uh, audio directional uh, effects. Mm. So I'm just going to say Returnal, mainly because it's the only one I've played yet. <laughs> I've still no, got, that's fair. I've got three of the others to play. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go for Returnal. Cool. Cat? Uh, um, I think I'm going to go for Forza again on this one, just because uh, all the reviews talk about immersion, and there's no way that there isn't 
gonna be immersion with a card game and I know that they've put so much research into it when we watched one of the E3 things they were talking about they did like a real deep dive didn't they for about 10 minutes with Forza um and I remember them talking about it I remember them so I'm gonna go with that one I, I oh. mean Ratchet and Clank is like animated I know they're all animated but like do you know what I mean like it's like that's not the same as say like Call of Duty winning it last year because of like directional stuff and headphones and stuff like that um yeah uh resident evil village you know i watched miles play the demo oh peter pants central (laughs) but uh no i think falls i might take this because all of those like what petrol heads (laughs) yeah i think forza has got a strong chance on this one um i remember like the audio design of ratchet is really cool if you walk around a town you can hear every npc having a different conversation and those that is really cool. true, actually. That is true. And if you've got the 3D audio on and you've got head- headphones in, if you're in a particular town or something, you can hear the cars whizzing above you um, or going behind you, going around you, and it feels, you know, immersive. So that it's that's got a strong shout. But a lot of these games do have that now. Deathloop, the audio in Deathloop is awesome. Um, I played, I think, four or five of these. I haven't played uh, Resident Evil. So, yeah, this is a very strong category. Um, I think... I might go Forza on this one, but uh, we shall see. Uh, right then, we're nearly done, guys. Nearly done. Best score in music. We've got The Artful Escape, which is a game I really, really need to play. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, or Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Yeah, that is the title. Uh, Miles, best score from these games. What do you think? Again, I'm massively biased, but I'm absolutely 100% going near replicant because the soundtrack to that game is fucking brilliant. And I was playing it on repeat for weeks after I played the game. Near Automata still has one of my favorite soundtracks in a video game ever, full stop. And near replicants isn't quite as good as that, but it's still absolutely incredible. And the director or the composer is just phenomenal. And I just don't understand how they make the music that they do. So for me, it's a no-brainer that it's going to be, it should be near for me, but I've also not really played the others. But even if I had, I wouldn't care because I'm stupidly biased on this one. So <laughs> I'm going to say near. It won't win it, but I would like it to. And if it did win it, I would be massively pleased because it deserved it. Nice. Um, Cap? Uh, you can talk yeah. about, yeah, the Guardians music, I guess. is. Uh... Yeah, I can talk about Guardians. Um, it is just a bunch of 80s tracks. <laughs> just hey, that's like, all I need. That's yeah, all I they, need. They, um, they put a lot of, um, obviously, like, it's, it's Guardians of the film and a game, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I also really appreciate the soundtrack, so I hope that that does want it. I've not heard the Deathloop one. I think I remember slightly when it was announced in the announcement trailer that it had a pretty badass soundtrack. I was, like, bobbing my head along, but I, I don't know enough. And also, Cyberpunk, they had a whole band. So maybe that's got a chance, but pff, maybe they'll just... No, I just don't think this deserves to be in any of the fucking nominations, to be honest with you. But maybe I'm just a bit sour about it. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I hope no one's this one. Cool. Um, I'm going to go Cyberpunk on this one. Really? Sorry, everyone. Some of the music is great. Some but of the music, music is, is amazing. And it really adds to the game more often oh, than most games do. I can't imagine yeah. it does when it's probably all you can do. Listen to the music. Do, do you know what ruined it for me? Damn. There's, there's a scene, because obviously Keanu Reeves' character is in a band, and it has like a cut scene where he's playing the guitar, only on mine. The guitar glitched out, so it just looked like he was touching himself in front of the crowd. And I was uh, like, wow, okay. 
this has completely and utterly ruined the fucking moment for me. So that's cool. <laughs> now I'm just seeing Keanu Reeves touching himself in first person in front of a weird crowd of people who are loving it. So yeah, it kind of ruined this nomination for me as well. Uh, Good old I cyberpunk. I'm, I wouldn't have any problem with Keanu Reeves touching himself in front of me. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, that's, uh... that's what I'd signed up for, then fine. But I haven't. <laughs> I just expected him to be rocking out on a guitar. There's there's a moment in the game where you are either at Johnny Silverhand's home or somewhere. I can't remember. It's been a while since I played it. But he pops up and he plays this solo on the guitar. He sits down on this sofa. He plays a solo. And it's just beautiful. There's just a moment like you forget everything else is going on the outside in Cyberpunk. You're like, you're just in that moment with Johnny Silverhand and suddenly you're like, oh, this is really nice. And you just kick back and you just chill with him. And it's lovely. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this game's good. I wish it was better. But God, it was those little moments that I, I remember from Cyberpunk being really, really good. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Cyberpunk on that one. I don't think it'll win. Um, I think your guys' love of Nier, I haven't heard the Nier soundtrack, but um, yeah, I, I imagine that's shared as well with a lot of people. So let's go uh, let's go Nier for that one. Uh, right, we got... We're nearly done, I promise. Uh, best Art Direction, um, The Artful Escape, Deathloop, Kane of Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Miles? Oh, shit, I've not played any of them. Um, Which game I'm looks going, the prettiest? I'm going to go with Deathloop because I like Arcane's style of graphical aesthetics, and I think most of the games they make are really gorgeous in their own weirdly sort of cartoonish way. Um, yeah. And the Deathloop trailers look banging. I think the uh, designs of characters and stuff is awesome and the weapons like when we were watching the trailer we had that weapon that kind of like moved and like looked like it was alive and like when you'd reload it it had like this strange animation to it I was like that's just awesome like you've got some really talented people doing that shit so mm. yeah but again I think Ratchet and Clank might steal that one as well just because it had some of the highest production values of a game you know to date um, and I think everyone kind of loved the aesthetic of it but I'm going to go with Deathloop okay um, Kat? Um, for me, I think it's between Kina and Ratchet. Ratchet is incredible. The the city, the the, the rifts, the landscapes. Yeah, great, great direction. But Kina, as much as, you know, for me, I didn't have the best experience of it. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. You, you, you're in the same place for a lot of the time. And, well, I am at the moment because that's just what I'm plugging <laughs> out at the moment. But, like, it's not boring you know i might see a lot of trees around me but like it's not just do you know what i'm trying to say like it is yeah, just yeah. Like, it's absolutely stunning yeah. those little cute fluffy th- like, boo-boos oh they're so cute and it is almost like you just want to touch them and you could feel like velvet velvety fur mm. um so i, I think kina might steal this one uh, away but i wouldn't be surprised if ratchet did either mm. yeah there's plenty more to see in kina just gotta just gotta find it. Just gotta find it. Just yeah. gotta got have my PlayStation play it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Ratchet. Um, it's the best looking game this generation so far. I think uh, that or Forza, but Forza's not here, so I'm gonna go Ratchet and Clank. Kina is beautiful for a for a first time developer. It, they've done amazing work with the engines. Um, Deathloop looks great, but it just looks like it just looks like a spruced up Dishonored. Um, Psychonauts looks okay, but I don't think it it doesn't hold a candle to Ratchet. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Ratchet on that one. Uh, best narrative: We've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, 
Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Psychonauts 2. Uh, Miles. So I heard mixed things about Deathloops. Um, so I'm not convinced it will actually win that one. Uh, it takes two. Um, I played about half of it, I think. And it has a decent narrative, but it is kind of cringe in places and I wasn't the biggest fan of its approach. But I can see it's a very kind of easygoing and quite like you know, heartfelt kind of story. So I could see that one doing well. Life is Strange Two Colors, I think has a good shout at winning this one because it has got a very good personal narrative. It kind of shits the bed in the last episode a bit with its plot holes and stuff. But I think if you don't think too deeply on that, the actual message of it, the story, the narrative and the characters actually hold up pretty well. Um, And like I said, Alex as a character was brilliant. So as an overarching narrative, I think it's got a really good chance I reckon Marvels might actually have a good chance of this, though. I don't know why. I've obviously not played it myself, but just from the kind of trailers and the gameplay breakdown and the, the dialogue and stuff that I've heard, you know, um, I think it's got a good opportunity. So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Life is Strange, but I think Guardians might steal it um, alternatively. But I don't know about the other three. OK. Uh, Cap. Um, I don't think Guardian should take it. And that's not because I don't love the game. I've loved what I've played so far, but I think that half the work is done with the characters and the film and the um and so when you've got such creativeness flying around, uh, I'm sure it's a great narrative. And you know, so far so good, but don't know if it comes across as well as maybe Life is Strange will, um, especially because it's also nominated for best like message or whatever it was. Um, I don't think it takes two should should get best narrative. Definitely. Mm, I hope Life is Strange wins, wins this one. I think it has got a good narrative. You know, it, it's about a girl who's trying to find out what happened to her dead brother and trying to, you know, what, <laughs> great, great story. And you're like you're getting all the people's feelings and thoughts and all that. Love it. So yeah, hopefully that wins. I would like to see that win. Maybe Guardians will win it, uh, or Deathloop will win it. Maybe even if, if they were feeling soppy, it takes two would win it. But I guess that's what I'm looking for. So <laughs> okay, I mean, so, now we're, so, yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is all of them might win it. Yes, yes. All of the nominations Great. that have been nominated might have a chance. <laughs> Just saying. I know that sounds really out there and weird, but you're going to start giving out like betting tips soon. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> they all might I, win it. Bet on all of them. Yeah, I do actually work for Betfred. You know, <laughs> that is the that is the critical outreach you come to this podcast for, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I, they might all all of the nominations might win it. There you go. <laughs> Take that away. Um, well, I haven't finished any of these games, um, nor have I started three of them. So um, I don't really have a, uh, I don't really have a horse in this race. But I've, from what I've seen of It Takes Two, I've been watching this full playthrough, and the story is fucking dreadful, and scary, and weird, and yeah, it's just it seems to just encourage bad parenting. So I'm not going to say It Takes Two. Uh, I think the gameplay wise, it looks fantastic, and visually, it's really nice. But uh, no, I don't think it's it's, it's going to take a story. Uh, I'm going to go Life is Strange, I guess, uh, because it's uh, Life is Strange, and it's always got something. It's always got meaning behind it, and I think it's uh, I think it's pretty sweet. So I'll go for Life is Strange. Although Deathloop, of course, is a very clever narrative as well, um, from what I've seen. So uh, yeah, all right. Best game direction. This is a weird one because it best game direction game of the year kind of blend into each other. Um, the, whoever wins game direction normally wins game of the year as well. Um, but we'll go through them now. Um, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. Um, I, 
I don't really know what we're looking for in this category. It's a very strange one. But uh, Miles, who should win? Who? Which game was directed the best? <laughs> I mean, this one was always a bit of a dodgy one, isn't it? And you know, it talks about creative vision and innovation. And I feel like based on that, it takes two is the only one on there that's kind of different in the sense that you have to have somebody else with you in order to actually play through it and i know that's not necessarily new in and of itself a way out did that but it's a full-blown game and it's got so many different gameplay mechanics in it and the way the whole game is designed around that central theme i think is actually a good shout for that award i personally think this is kind of the year of roguelites after hades last year and this year with returnal and Deathloop. I feel like a roguelite's probably going to win it. Or, yeah, like a roguelite type game. Um, I'm kind of torn between both. I feel like, kind of what you said earlier, Returnal's obviously not up for the game of the year. And I reckon they might give it to Returnal just based on that. In the fact that it's mm. one of the ones that isn't up for both. Um, and I think the fact, personally, I quite like that Returnal stuck with its difficulty. Even despite all of the backlash, all of the you know, kind of controversy around it. I know Souls games and Sekiro had this happen as well, where there was a big thing about should it have an easy mode. I personally think the developers should always make the game that they want to make. And if that means that not everybody can play it, then so be it. Like, you know, if that's the game that they think and they think the difficulty is necessary to make the game they want, they kind of turn a roguelite first into a proper AAA experience um, with amazing graphics and everything else. Audio design, obviously, it's been nominated for. And... It was just genuinely great to play. And I think that kind of shine through of this is a developer who had never done something like this before and have absolutely smashed it straight off. And so I would actually like to see that rewarded. So I'm going to go for a turtle, but I suspect Deathloop might win this one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say Returnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Kat? Yeah, um, Miles popped out a little... Um, kind of reasoning that I was also thinking of is the fact that Returnal is the only one here that, oh, it's not the only one, but it isn't on, um, well, it is the only one, actually. It's the only one that's not on Game of the Year. Um, and so, therefore, but then again, when you say, well, actually, you know, most, most of them are normally the same, that puts, you know, that puts it at a bit of a disadvantage there. But maybe it is because, you know, it hasn't got it. I'll give it to Returnal. I think Miles has some really great points. I think he, I also agree with what he says about it takes two. Like as much as you know, I've, I've played the game, it, it is a, it's fine. The game I haven't gone through it yet. That's the thing is like, I play it for hours and hours and hours. And I do get quite like fatigued of it quite quickly. I'm a bit like okay, I'm not in the mood for this anymore. Um, but I do think it has a great um, a great premise. And although it has been done many many times, actually I don't think it's been done at this point before where it is you literally depend on the other person. That you have two different powers, you can't play it alone um and it, they they have done it well and it is very accessible and there is so much to it like there is a lot of creativity and there's so much you know it's not just the same puzzle over and over again dressed up it is very very different every every single thing is very different mm. I do wonder if that will happen also Ratchet and Clank is iconic it is massive and I think if people were going to want and need a Ratchet and Clank game it's got to be good you know you can't turn around and be like oh shit because that would be awful and I think they did really really well to bring back everything that people love about Ratchet and Clank in a you know new gen console you know and for a long time it was really all the PS5 fucking had so <laughs> <laughs> um I think Returnal will take this just 
just for the reasons of it's not up for game of the year and I wonder if they do want to kind of credit it in some way um but I wouldn't be surprised if it takes two grabs it or ratchet hmm. yeah I'm kind of with you I think just because in previous years not not all the years but most of them whoever wins this wins games of the year wins game of the year as well um I think it'll go to either ratchet or Deathloop. So I'm going to throw it to Deathloop, I think. I think Returnal, because of the fact that it's not nominated for Game of the Year, it doesn't hold it in good stead for this particular award. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Deathloop. Which leads us on to Game of the Year. And we've got six here. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Mars, what is the Game of the Year out of that Six. So running through the list, Resident Evil Village is very good, but won't win it because it's just not the kind of game that wins this award. It just doesn't. Um, Psychonauts 2, not played it, but I don't think it's quite popular enough across a wide spectrum of players to garner the kind of support to win this kind of award. Metroid Dread, you've obviously said it's in- reviewed incredibly well. I think it might be a bit of an outside shot. It takes two. I don't think we'll win it. I think it's very innovative, in, in, sorry, innovative, creative. And I think it's got a lovely kind of concept behind it, but I just don't think it's good enough to win game of the year, which kind of leaves us with Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank. And I think quite honestly, I think it's a straight 50-50 toss up of which one of these is going to win it. But based on the fact that Deathloop's been nominated across so many different categories, I think you'd be hard-pressed to not give it Game of the Year after that. And I think the, the general kind of focus from previous years has been the one that's nominated the most tends to outright win it. Um, so I'm going to say Deathloop, which I'm quite pleased about because in the run-up to it, I was all for Deathloop, probably more so than everybody else when everyone got a bit fatigued and sick of seeing trailers of it. Um, and I love Arcane, so I'd love them to you know, get one final hurrah before they move over to Xbox completely. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like Deathloop has somehow managed to ride its hype train to such a degree that everyone's kind of forgotten to get off it now. Um, so I am going to You're a writer. Deathloop. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for Deathloop, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that or Ratchet and Clank win it. I think those are the two standout ones of that list um yeah i can see them taking it one of the two you're right can you remember we were watching the showcases we were like oh fucking deathly fucking jesus, jesus christ. christ i'm arcane's biggest fan i was like stop pouring out your game we get it like come on it's coming out we know <laughs> and they're like it's not like we didn't want to play it it was just like stop showing it to us i know even like when they when we watched like the final last trailer before it came out and everyone was like for fuck's sake and i was like even i'm sick of seeing this game now i actually want to be something like surprised by it when i actually play it mm. um so my you know confidence in it held out for longer than other people's and even i got fucking sick of it by the end before it came out um cat your game of the year of that sense um... So I don't have much to add because Miles has gone fast a lot in this character recently. I've agreed with every single thing he said, so really I'm just repeating what he said. Um, I completely agree. All I don't right, sorry, jeez. No, 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 that wasn't it. As in, as in, like, I don't have anything fun to add because I think Miles <laughs> has done some really good kind of points and um, points that I've been thinking of, uh, you know, previously when, when looking at this and cribbing for this 
um, podcast, I don't think Resident Evil is going to do it. It's a very kind of horror games are is a very kind of closed tunnel genre, isn't it? You know, a lot of people play them, a lot of people don't play them. It's not for everybody. And Game of the Year is going to be something that's accessible to everybody, um, or has the most accolades to be successful in every single it's like smash out the park in every single category. Um, Miles makes a great point that Deathloop is likely, I think, a little bit more nominated than Ratchet, but I do think it is between Deathloop and Ratchet. I don't think Psychonauts two. Is, is big enough nor had the kind of critique enough for um game of the year metroid i i don't know enough about it but like you said it has been highly so it might you know it might be like an underdog metroid um it takes two but i would be i was surprised this was even in the game of the year category i was a bit like what and i know a lot of people are mad that Returnal isn't i don't think it will win it i think it's just being acknowledged because it is just one of those games that's a little bit for everybody it's a little bit innovative um, I think it's 60-40 between Ratchet and Clank, but I think it will go to Ratchet um, over Deathloop. And the only reason I say that is because Ratchet has carried the PlayStation 5 with all of its shite that, of not being able to get one and not being able to, you know, blah, 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 that for the first six months, seven months of the year, really the only new thing that anybody was playing other than Dark Souls or New Souls, whatever the fuck it was called, <laughs> was Ratchet. Demon Souls. That's the one. That's the one. They all meld in for me because they're just the same fucking game. <laughs> wow, you were going to piss so off sorry. a lot of people. I know, that I, know, I, know, Jesus. I know, I know. I'm so sorry, Toby, if you're listening as well because I know you're such a new fan and Greg's probably just like, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, I just don't make those games. I mean, they look, they looked beautiful and it, it, to be fair, it did look beautiful. But oh, fuck me, it's just the same game as Dark Souls. Anyway, 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 wow. I, I think it's gonna go. To, <laughs> I think it's gonna go to Ratchet, um, just because of its of its esteem over the last year. Um, but it would be cool if it went to that loop. But oh, I think it's gonna mm. go to Ratchet, and also Ratchet as well. It's for everybody. You know, if you're seven years old, you can jump into Ratchet, and people who are 40, 50 are jumping into Ratchet and being like, "Great game." It, you know, it's for everybody, and it's. It's carried the PlayStation. If the mm. PlayStation hadn't have had Ratchet as its release, it would have struggled. Bug Snacks wouldn't have done it. Demon Souls wouldn't have done it. You know, it'd be struggle busting right now. Deathloop is still an exclusive to PS5 currently as well. Yeah, but not in, not in, since from when did it release? Like a couple months ago. Mm, PS5. Yeah, and PS5 has been out for a year now. So. Just sit down, Miles. Okay, there's a point there. Down, I'll shut the fuck up and shut sit your down. Fucking mouth. So... Want to catch these nuts, Thompson? Yeah, catch my nuts. Anyway. <laughs> Not again. Yeah. So, what about you, Ross? What is your game of the year? Um, well, my game of the year isn't on this list, but um, what is your game of the is year? Is it Halo Infinite multiplayer? <laughs> <laughs> is it Fortnite? Season is it Fortnite? Yeah. Uh, you'll find out my game of the year and our game of the year list going up the week before Christmas on thingyguns.net. Thank you very much indeed. All of our games of the years as well, not just mine. Uh, oh, God, it's going to be Deathloop. I want to be boring and say Deathloop because that's exactly what's going to happen. Yep. yep. I agree. Yep, Deathloop. I'd love Ratchet. I love Ratchet to death. Um, I don't think it's got the mainstream enough of a mainstream appeal. I don't think it did enough differently. Deathloop's very unique-ish it's kind of got elements that we've seen before in games before but it does it in such a stylish and clever way yeah um, I, I think it just edges it because ratchet and clank as great as it is is a ratchet and clank game 
I, yeah, I agree with you. It didn't do much too different, but I think that's also its flair. I think if if the PS5 had been as successful and as accessible, I would absolutely be like 95% Deathloop, 5% yeah. that shit. But I'm going on the fact that that game, poor game has carried this console for the yeah, first time. Yeah, is great. And like the Rifts is, is a great example of what the PS5 could do. Mm-hmm. Um, been able to jump to different levels in like a second is awesome. Um and they basically built an entire game around that around that premise. That's exactly what Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is. And that's, that's cool, great. man. Definitely was cool. The trailer was cool. I mean, it's freaking cool, man. It's freaking cool. Yeah, it's cool. Fiftieth time I saw the trailer, that was still cool too. <laughs> <laughs> my only my only gripe with Deathloop is that I'm bad at it, and so I don't want to get back to it. Yeah, and also like that was the only game where I was like, looks fucking amazing. Don't want to play it. Want to watch someone else play it because I know I'll be shit at it and I'll do no justice to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you need to have a viewing party, Ross. That's it. Maybe we should just stream it or something. <laughs> yeah. Mars, if you want to stream it, then go for it. When you actually get around to playing it. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Sounds great. Uh right then. Um, of course, one of the big things about the game awards is the reveals. And Keely, fucking Jeff Keely, unfortunately, is going to be there again this year. Oh, but of course it is, it's his thing. Okay, you can't stand on stage for three hours, have a giant erection like Jeff Keighley without Jeff Keighley being there for Jeff Keighley. So that's just how it is. But he does bring reveals and lots of very cool announcements. So um, very quickly, um, what would like be like your top your top three announcements at the Game Awards this year? Top three reveals, something you really want to see. Um, I'll go Cat. Knew you were going to go for me first, and I don't have three top announcements. That's fine. I... That's fine. Just say, <laughs> just say something. God, okay. we're going to podcast today. Okay, okay. I would like to see, as we all know, Spyro fucking four. Where the fuck's that been? <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, only because there is hard evidence that the Activision of make it. So I want to see that. I'd like to see Wampa League by Crash Bandicoot because that's been delayed and that's been potentially cancelled, but not cancelled in, in the ether somewhere. Um, and I wonder if a different Sims game is coming, but I don't know. So yeah, off the top of my head, that's what I'd like to see. Can't imagine any of them are going to do it. Probably going to be fifty Call of Duties, Grand Theft Auto five point five. <laughs> you know, who knows? Wow, two Activision games. Very interesting. Yeah, even though they can suck my dick right now, I wouldn't play them if they release them. But I'd like to see it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch the trailer by yeah. buying I'll them. watch the trailer, I'm not buying you. And I'll watch might... the trailer, not even from their own account. Yeah, <laughs> that's how petty I yeah, am. Yeah, wow. Bring the wow. petty. Yeah. I only play I only play it if I get a code. No, not even no. that. Wouldn't wow. even I wouldn't even give them the dignified. Like these are women's lives. Like you can give me all the shit you want for free. You can maybe meet the fucking actor for all I give a shit. Treat your staff correctly and don't be a piece of shit. The end. I think the very the, the very worst thing you could do is take a part in an Activision game and become a member of staff at Activision. <laughs> if you want to make a point. Anyway, anyway, anyway. You weren't here last week when we got into this game. So. I know, and I was so annoyed. I was so ang- not annoyed, but I just wasn't here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was feeling that because I was like, damn, I need to be part of that conversation. Indeed. Uh, Miles, what you can I can I take a wild guess? You can go for it. Does it start with metal and end in solid? <laughs> oh, the man knows me well. He knows me well. I need to 
Uh, actually, my first one was going to be a complete and utter pipe dream, which is going to be Devil May Cry 6. I just mm. I want another one. Devil May Cry 5 was just so fucking good. And I just want more. I just want more of it. Um, and then my next was either Metal Gear Solid 1 remake or Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. I don't, I don't care. Remake any of them, even the newest one. Don't give a <laughs> shit. Just give me one. I just want one. Um, but I imagine what we're going to get is a random teaser for a game we know nothing about nor have heard of nor really exists we'll probably get something to do with kojima doing nothing and then yeah. we'll probably see abandoned for like the 90th time and then like kat said we'll get a gta trailer to finish because apparently that's something people want all the time mm-hmm. but he did say that whatever like the one of the biggest surprises is something they've been working on since 2019 so mm. yeah that's gonna be silent to... hill do you reckon I'm oh sorry. yeah probably it's uh, it's uh-huh. Jeff Keighley. That's all he does is fucking Kojima shit. Death Stranding two, <laughs> I, maybe though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be I'd be excited if Jeff Keighley generally dropped generally dropped a massive surprise. I mean, two years ago when he dropped the Xbox Series X trailer, that was cool. That was really <gasps> GameCube cool. Mini coming our way. Yeah, let's go. That's what yeah. we want. What about you? What's your top three? Uh, I don't have a top three. I don't know why I said top three because I really don't have one myself. But um, I just. I want to see Outer Worlds 2 footage. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That'd be nice. Maybe, maybe a bit early. Of course, they had that trailer where it was like, we've got nothing to show you, but it's happening. Hey! Um, <laughs> like Fable. Like, yeah. they, they didn't even do anything about that. I'd like to see that too. But... Fable would be nice. Perfect Dark would be nice. You're not going to get any of those. Nice. We're damn really going to get, like, Call of Duty. Yeah, why, why don't you just shut the hell up, man? <laughs> Let me dream. <laughs> I'm trying to manage your expectations. We all know what happened in the summer with some of those conferences. Game Awards, sometimes Game Awards bring the heat, man. Sometimes they so. bring the heat. First time we saw Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll mean, give you that. I'll give you that. Cyberpunk. Well, before, you know, before in the before times when we were excited. I was going to say, yeah, before yeah. it turned out to be a steaming pile of shit. But, you know. So, you know, that would be something. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, maybe. You know, just footage of stuff we've known about for a while. Would be nice. Yeah, fair. What about um, Spidey? They might show some more Spidey. Maybe. Yeah. Again, could the be really so far from home. Could be too early, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's a Wolverine. That's coming oh. up before. That's coming up before Spidey, isn't it? So I think that's more likely. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm. I did think of Wolverine, which made me think of Spidey, which is the opposite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love it. Um, Hogwarts Legacy. Some of that would be lovely. I thought about that because that's been delayed for a billion years. Yeah, yeah. Still want to play it. We don't agree with J.K. Rowling, but I want to play it. I want to go to Hogwarts. Yeah, J.K. Right? Rowling, you Fuck are it. a bitch. But I'm going to play a game though. Yeah. Because you haven't harassed or assaulted anybody. Every time I say that, I'm like, I want to play Hogwarts Legacy just to confirm we do not agree with anything J.K. Rowling has said. <laughs> oh, everyone. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, stuff like that. I don't. I want to see shocks. I want to. I want to be like blown away by something because I feel like we haven't been as many as the bloody things we've had this year. Nothing has blown my mind yet. We haven't had that mic drop, game changing reveal. No. Uh, per- Perfect Dark, personally for me, was a close one, but yeah, we haven't had a mic drop reveal. I and squealed it, this year. If anyone's going to do it, it's probably bloody Jeff, bloody Keeley. So. Yeah, make it happen, son, or I'm coming for you. Oh, ominous. I like it. Yeah. I'm so sick of that guy's face. He is incredibly annoying, isn't he? <laughs> He's incredibly annoying. So annoying. And we have to put up with him for three hours just to see games. Yeah. And then, uh, like, oh, and then he gets to announce, like, Apex Legends skins or yeah. whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I don't care, move on. So that's the Game Awards, December the 9th. 
don't we're miss super it. excited if you couldn't tell. yeah bring it on and there will be a, a big old reaction to it because that's what we do we do a good old game reaction game awards reaction it's a lot of fun because we all go how the fuck did that win that's unbelievable um although last year we didn't focus on the winners at all we just talked about the uh, announcements um because the the awards themselves are really just a precursor for the announcements so you know that's normally how we do it right let's get into our recommendations and miles what's your recommendation for the week the oh, i think i may have said this before but it's going to come up again um and if i haven't said it then great but it is the weirdly enough we've spoken about life is strange today because it got nominated for two things um and it is the life is strange lo-fi soundtrack officially released by the team who run it mm. um yeah they so they did made like lo-fi versions of it i think it was cat who actually told me about it because i didn't know about it and um yeah they've got like all the official songs and it's like got little interspersed sections of like the dialogue from the game but there's no like spoilers in it you can listen to it even if you've not played it um and it's just brilliant like it's, it's about 40 50 minutes worth of, of music and i think it is anyway if i remember right and it's just really nice to listen to you know if you're studying or just trying to like chill out or you, know, you just want to relax it's not just music like you know if you're going to go pump some iron it's not it's not quite the one for that um it's just really nice it's got like a nice animation to it as well so it's got alex kind of sat at like a work desk um and just like doing some work so it's got like a little animation to it which is cool um yeah i was just really impressed by it you know it's very rare that you get like official uh teams kind of doing that kind of thing or remixing their own music into like a lo-fi version um and i've really gotten into lo-fi in the last year just to help me get through like working and studying and stuff so yeah i definitely recommend it it's awesome worth checking out sweet um kat are you back um did hey pal hey hey pal oh my god what is what is your recommendation for the week uh my recommendation is a podcast slash webcast um um and it's called gaia cast Mm. It's very interesting. So obviously, if you have played Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Gaia is the it's a huge part of the game. Um, this is essentially uh, so the first episode came out this week, and it's essentially a deep dive, spoiler filled. Obviously, play the game first and enjoy the game, and then if you really really like it, you can come back to this. Um, and I think the first couple of episodes are going to be um, about Horizon, and then they're going to eventually talk to you about the decisions made around Forbidden West. Um, so yeah, it, it's a podcast about Horizon's kind of franchise series. First episode is out and it's called, I think it's called Who is Aloy? And it's essentially like the decisions that they made around her, like it, the first uh, kind of table, I guess, um, has guests such as Ben McCaw, who, um, was the narrative director um they have writers there and then they have host and yeah they're just all like kind of asking each other questions about kind of Aloy what was the kind of what was the vision was there any times where um certain decisions were about to be made but they weren't ever made and what was the um what was the decision behind this and what was it and it's really really interesting um it's only about 35 38 minutes long um but I definitely am going to keep up with it probably in the car for like kind of travels and things like that it's just really really interesting and I love hearing decisions made especially when it comes to like narratives and story and stuff like that you know it's really really great to see that just the depth that these people go to you know when, you, when you're playing a game you, you do forget that these people need to have lived and breathed each character to the point where there's going to be stuff that they've written that will never read and will never know and the decisions that were never made and never came to fruition 
uh, not decisions that never, well, decisions that never came to fruition. Yes, yeah, really interesting. Love it. But they do, mm. you know, obviously it is spoiler filled. It does talk about decisions in the game that have been made. So if you haven't played it and you want to get into it, play the game first. Enjoy the game. And it does tell you that it recommends that. But I guess if you don't and you don't care about spoilers, then crack on, but it might not make too much sense. Mm. <laughs> um, but it, I'm really excited for it to get to Forbidden West. And hopefully that is a little bit less spoiler filled because we haven't had it. But um, yeah, you can catch up on Spotify, but I've been watching it on YouTube. So cool. Yeah, very cool. That's my recommendation. What is your recommendation this week, Ross? Thank you so much for asking. Let's play Horizon Zero Dawn. What are you doing? Yeah, damn it. Why, 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 let's play Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, whoever's listening to this and you haven't played it, like, yeah. like check yourself. Playing okay. 60 frames on PS5, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's on PlayStation that. Hits as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And you get Frozen Wilds for like six quid. Is it on the PlayStation Plus collection? I don't, I, I don't know not, if it's on the Plus collection. It's oh. on PlayStation Now. That's where it is. Oh, okay, yeah, that fucking subscription. But it's also like nine ninety nine for the whole thing, so just go and do it. Yeah, go and do it. If you're listening, you've never played it, like. Yes. Right. Um. Oh, thirty-seven. I can't. I wish I knew how to compress a podcast down to thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> he says with two-hour podcasts every week. Uh. Right then. I yeah. My recommendation is a film that's currently on Netflix called Tick Tick Boom. It is directed by one Lin Manuel Miranda. You might know him as the guy that created Hamilton. You know, he's a bit smart. He's a bit clever. And he's uh, directed this film about Jonathan Larson, who was the guy that wrote Rent, um, a man who died the night before the first showing of Rent. Um, It's a beautiful story. Um, John Larson is played by Andrew Garfield, everyone's favorite Spider-Man. And he's just incredible. I think this is his greatest ever performance. And something that's so kind of touching and resonating about this story is just how bloody hard this man worked just to get any sense of recognition and the fact that he died before he saw how famous and how massive rent was going to be is probably the most heartbreaking thing of all it's not a spoiler they drop it right at the very start of the film you should know the story if you're going to go into it but yeah it's a wonderful wonderful film and i cannot recommend it highly enough even if you're not really into your musicals i'm very much into my musicals something about me i love musicals i think they're awesome and um, I love diving into their stories and how they became what they are. And Rent, obviously, is such a fascinating show anyway. It's all about kind of the AIDS outbreak in New York. And um, it gets very, very sad. So I don't think you need to see Rent before you see this. But, man, Rent is a uh, Rent is a heartbreaking watch. But, yeah, it's a really, really great film. And um, there's, <laughs> there's one sequence in it um, which is in the Moondance Diner. Um, fun fact, the Moondance Diner is where Monica Geller worked in Series 3 of Friends, and they throw it in here as well. I've actually been there. I had a cocktail milkshake in there. It was very fun. And there's a sequence where they have a lot of legendary West End performers and Broadway performers, um, including a couple of people from Hamilton. And they do this massive, massive number together. And it's so amazing. And if you are of, of any history of musicals, you'll recognize all the people that are in this room. And it's just, yeah, it's really touching. And by the end, I was very, very sad. Um, Andrew Garfield absolutely smashes it out of the park. Um, he is just a one-of-a-kind actor. Um, I'd recommend any of his stuff outside of Spider-Man if you haven't seen him in anything else. He's a brilliant, brilliant actor. And Lin-Manuel gets one hell of a performance out of him. And yeah. So yeah, that's Tick, Tick, Boom. It's not something I'd normally recommend on our video game podcast. Um, I don't talk about my love for kind of musicals all that much, but 
Tick, tick, boom really hit a nerve of me, and I've watched it a couple of times now. And it's, uh, yeah, it's superb. So highly, highly recommended. Go check out Tick, Tick, Boom. Available now on Netflix. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. It's all good. Um, All right, then. Let's finish off with Out This Week and Out This Week. There's not a lot, but we're going to go through it. If you're listening to this on the day this goes up on November 30th, you have the World's End Club coming to PC. You have Beyond the Still Sky coming to PS4 and Switch. Um, I believe someone's playing that, aren't they? I've reviewed it. You can um, catch my review in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, Evil Genius 2 World Domination, a Game Awards nominee. It's coming out November 30th on Xbox Series and Xbox One, all that jazz. Uh, 2nd of December, we've got Asterix and Obelix. Slap them all. Miles, are you old enough to know what Asterix is? Nope. Wow. I don't even know why you ask me these questions anymore. God. I feel like I feel like you know the answer. God, that breaks my heart. <laughs> I am so sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, Asics Noblex is coming out on December second. Uh, Solar Ash is coming to PS- PC and PS five on December second. I completely forgot all about that game. Um, just don't think it's looking all that good, but we'll, we shall see. Very close to re- to release. Heard nothing about it. Um, Dauntless is coming to PS five and Xbox Series on December second. The Kids We Were, a complete edition, coming to Switch on December 2nd. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Um, Chorus is coming to PC and PS5 on December 3rd. Um, our man Toby has been playing that. He's very excited about it. So hopefully good things coming from that. And yeah, I think that's uh, that's kind of it for your week. Uh, yep. Next week. Next week. Oh, my Lord. Just going to drop some names in there, if you don't mind. Um, 12 Minutes is coming to PS4 and Switch. Fuck yes. You have a fucking Xbox. Just play it tonight on Game Pass. I know, but Jesus I, want, Christ. I want the trophies. Well. <laughs> I want the trophies. <laughs> um, Halo Infinite. Hello. The campaign is coming out. Just be happy for me, guys. Just be happy. Yay. For me. Happy for Ross. Yeah. For Ross, the campaign's coming out. Oh my God. Can you believe it? It's oh my God. Out. That's amazing. Yeah, right. Um, Did you know that? I did know that. It's coming out on December 8th. Very exciting. Um, Heavenly Bodies is coming out on PS5 and PC. You'll learn more about that very soon, I believe. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Loop Hero. Yeah, there's a lot lot of stuff coming for the end of the year. Um, Among Us finally gets a release on consoles um, on December the 14th. But yeah, we'll get to that when we get to it. So... Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you do want to follow us, follow us everywhere. Go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us individually, go to our Twitter handles in the description below to find us on Twitter. Or you can follow us all together on Twitter at FNGRGNS. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. Nailed it. Until then, though. Until that auspicious occasion, it is goodbye from Miles Thompson, the last Miles aftermath. Nice. See you later. It's Cat, Marvel's Cat of the Galaxy. PGFN, guys. <laughs> oh my God. And- Stop <laughs> I just want to be cute, okay? I don't, I fucking hate you both. You're such a dick. <laughs> I just want to be cute, okay? Everyone's got that thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I'm really sorry. If I say, if I say bye, I'm sorry.
Kyle, I just sound like the guy from Friday Night Dinner. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Whatever. I hate you all. just wanted to be cute, okay? I haven't got a cute voice. <laughs> just... Fuck's sake. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe Infinite. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. CTFN. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>